listening to the Killy Shrew View podcast, the home of two clubs, one love, Shrewsbury Town and Kilmarnock FC. Hello there listeners and welcome to another episode of the Kelly Shrew View, Two Clubs, One Love. Hope you listeners out there are ready for this one because it's an action-packed blockbuster uh, with myself as usual and of course co-host Rob. This week we are joined by two Ipswich fans who is Stephen and Yam Yam Kelly. We'll be talking about the Ipswich game, we'll be talking about Sean Worley, Wonder Worley even. We'll also be talking about his uh, deal or no deal There'll be a certain Shrewsbury Town player who will get a certain mention, not once, not twice, but maybe just a few times in this podcast. And also, we'll be mentioning about Toto and plus lots more, including a favourite 1 to 11 from each of them of their favourite Ipswich side ever. Thanks for listening. Take care. Enjoy. takes responsibility and shoots and scores! What a goal! Sean Wally! Hello there and welcome to another episode of the Killish Review. Two clubs, one love. Episode 37. The season is nearing a close. Uh, Shrewsbury Town are not where they want to be from the beginning of the season. And Ipswich, who were the hosts, they were... uh, Sorry, the visitors. They were hoping for title... Uh, aspirations or promotion looks like they're going to be playing us next year as well and we have two fans on with us uh Callie who is a yam yam nowadays but still how an Ipswich fan how are how we am ya. How am ya. that's what we say how am ya. How am ya. and we have Stephen as well good good evening Stephen how are you I'm all right my friend thank you very much good stuff and before I speak to you two I'll introduce my co-host Rob so Rob how are you yeah, not bad, mate. How was your weekend? Not bad, not bad. I've actually done a, a raffle up here, and you know that raffle I was on about? You didn't win anything, unfortunately. You, you wouldn't have won it, Sheriff, anyway. Fix. Uh, <laughs> now, 500 quid, though, was raised, so 500 what? quid, which will be going oh, to uh, the Scottish Refugee Council, and that'll be handed over. Good amount raised in about just over a couple of weeks, so 500 quid there. So thank you for all the listeners uh, that follow myself and have put a two quid in. Uh, well done to all the winners out there so a good cause uh, for that Um, I believe that you did something similar there um, for the Ipswich lot didn't you on yours we did we did did, uh, raising money for Ukraine and we did we did the ticket thing as well that was uh, during this during the uh, a promotion that we had over the ah right so you you did a separate raffle or something Uh, yeah it was two different sorts of things well, Callie knows more about the uh... commercials. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, yeah, it was just, I mean, they, yeah, they did uh, over Christmas, there was this uh, campaign called Pack Out PR, like Portman Road. Um, oh. And on the Sunderland game, mindful our uh, capacity is about th- just over 30,000, 30,300 and something. Um, for Sunderland at home over Christmas, we got 29,000 in there. Um, and then there was a couple, two other games, which one was Lincoln, which got played later on. Um, and I can't remember which was the other one. But um, yeah, good good amount. I think about 26,000. We're getting good crowds there. But the idea of pack out Portman Road was there was like cheap tickets. So a was lot of the Port- fans kind of... Say that again? Was it Portsmouth? Portsmouth, you're right. Prom people, yeah. Um, and the idea of uh, pack out PR was that like the tickets were cheap. So what happened is that 
a lot of people who were fans um, and have got season tickets or whatever were like, because the tickets were a tenner or something for adults, it was like, right, I'll donate 20, 30 quid. And Crunch, who um, who hosts the Talking Town stuff, he got involved, um, kind of got involved with another chap, I've forgotten the guy's name, and they worked with the club. And I can't, for the life of me, I can't remember how much they were raised, but it was quite a lot, and a lot of tickets were there. So, yeah, it was really good. Uh, that's good. I mean, small, small like myself, or massive like what you what you did. You know, it's great that um, there's people out there um, and people that want to help, and it shows that there's you know, all the negativity that's going on in the world at the minute. And in the past, it's good to sh- see that everyone can come together. And football's um, probably actually one of the best ways, and where the community comes together as one. You know, especially with mental health during lockdown was a, obviously a, a massive thing, and it was hard been away from the football as well so to be able to come together and, and raise that sort of money and, and put it towards a good cause it's uh, it's great to hear that not just you know myself or other clubs that I know about but you know yourself that's brilliant well done yeah it's just trying to get everyone there like you said massive on mental health we, we all felt it over lockdown we're all football fans and going to the game or whatever seeing some pals that you only see at the game you know and, and getting and having the chat with them I live in Coventry now, so like trying to find an Ipswich fan that's going to watch it in the pub during lockdown. I mean, I love my missus, but she's she isn't really going to be the greatest uh, Ipswich fan sitting next to me. Although she did say <laughs> our problem was that we're not scoring and we should go and buy Harry Kane. So she's identified at least, that. At least she knows her stuff then, yeah. She's, she's identified that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know knows. Ipswich have got a lot of money, but I mean, you know. <laughs> 200, 200 million maybe a bit Kane. too much, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We had a similar conversation about this, Stephen, didn't we? Just before we came on, before uh, Callie came on, about um, you were jokingly saying about silly season and, and that coming up. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll sort of talk about that actually, um, yeah. in terms of you know, later on about the prospects of where you're going to be looking at for next season, really, and also I suppose ourselves, Rob, about Shrewsbury, where yeah. we can yep. be uh, looking. Um, but what we'll do is. Um, We'll talk about that in a bit, but we'll talk about the main event, which was obviously the game on uh, Saturday. Uh, ended in a one-all draw. Now, I'm sure Rob will probably agree with me. Um, apart from the wonder goal and the uh, the sending off, it was only looked like one one team that was going to win it, and that was Ipswich. We we probably were very poor in comparison to our previous few games there. So, I'll first go to you, Rob, because you were there. Uh, Rob, tell me. Uh, am I sort of spot on with that and, and how bad yeah. was that if it was? Yeah, um, I don't think we played badly. I just thought Ipswich were a good side, to be honest. Um, they they came out like a train, to be honest. And um, and even before they, um, before they scored, what was it, about six minutes they scored? There was a warning just before then. They'd had a similar chance where the ball had come in. And um, I think it might have been Norwood again, actually. Um, I might be wrong. And uh, Morosi had pulled off a really good save. And we didn't learn from that. And they came in from the right-hand side about a minute later. And... And before you knew it, we were one 0 down. And um, history of this season is if we go one down, we generally struggle to get back into the game. So, um, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sure we go into it, but things happen later on in the game, which massively sort of swayed it in our favour. But yeah, I thought we were poor, and uh, certainly they overran us in midfield. I thought um, the captain is it is it Morsey? Um, Sam Morsey? Yeah. yeah, I thought he was yeah. excellent. Um, I thought he could have could have had a bit of trouble with a couple of yellow cards, but um, <laughs> um, but he he was excellent. He ran everything, and um, I actually think he he went to school in Shropshire, I believe. I think he went to Thomas Telford. He um, did go to Thomas yeah, Telford, yeah. yeah he so, did. Um, but um, yeah, just just I, I was really pleased to to come out of it with a result we did in the end. Really, I, I didn't realize that him and is it Bennett that plays for you? 
That's um, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they used to play together Sunday, apparently, because um, Sam's dad was at the game, as you can imagine. It was a bit of a home yeah. tie for Sam, being from Wolver- being a Wolverhampton lad. Yeah. Um, so, well, yeah, Elliot uh, Bennett grew up in Telford. Um, yeah, yeah, so they yeah, used to play together. So yeah. it's quite good seeing them there. Yeah, it's cool, but isn't think- it? Yeah, I think you were spot on in what you said. Um, you know, not trying to be biased, but I think yeah, we we started off like you know, house on fire. We were brilliant. Um, we were actually quite shocked because I was at, I was at the game there, and for the last couple of games, maybe even the last ten games, we really struggled to score and put crosses into a box. <clears throat> we had more crosses in that first six minutes. We had more crosses than we had in the last ten games probably combined. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Um, I think, yeah, Yumorosi uh, made a good stop straight away before, I think it was about, probably about the third minute or something before we yeah. did score. I think that was either Norwood or Chaplin, I can't remember. It was um, yeah, I can't remember. It was very similar to was the goal, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It, actually, you're right, it was Chaplin, and he kind of glanced at the header. Um, and then even when the goal came in, it was just the recycling of the ball, getting it back, uh, and then, you know, JD, who's been kind of a bit of a resurgence for us this season, the previous manager didn't really rate him. He's had his head down. He's been out on loan. He's come back this season, and he's been—he's up there for player of the season this year, like him, Morsey, and, and Burns. Um, and it did, yeah, it did really feel once we got the goal. I think the Lionel change really kind of killed it a bit. Oh my so, god! <laughs> so like that—that that kind of changed it, and obviously uh, Lionel went off with an injury, um, and then that obviously took ten minutes or so because I think, well, I think I'm assuming it's ten minutes because we had ten minutes uh, stoppage time yeah. at the end. Um, and then it just felt like we were just in a bit like gear three for most of the game. And that's it. I mean, Be- Stephen will tell you and, and any other Ipswich fan will tell you that's been following the games this season, especially under McKenna, is we don't put teams to bed. So when, you know, Oxford, we played Oxford away a couple of weeks ago. We're at 76 minute, we score 1-0 and we played really well that game. Again, they didn't look like they were going to do anything, but 94th minute, they score a header from a corner. Um, and that was similar here. It was, I didn't really see you guys doing anything and that's no disrespect to Shrewsbury. I thought you had a plan, you set up in a certain way. I actually thought your, was it your left wing back? Is it Leahy or something? What's his name? I think on the left. Uh, it might have been Nurse. Yeah, Nurse no, on the left wing back. Nurse, yeah. Nurse, yeah. I thought he was brilliant because he kept Wes Burns really quiet. Yeah. Um, good, solid player. He was a standout for me anyway, watching the game. Um, but then the sending off, it, and it was, look, I'm, I'm an, I think the referee was out of control, got kind of lost control of the game because he was dishing a lot of yellow cards out. And you can argue about, you know, was it, um, was, the, was Cameron Burgess's first card really a yellow or whatever? But the fact of the matter is he was on a yellow. When you go in at a goalkeeper like that, whether he's made contact or not, the, the thing is, is he's out of control. So it's definitely for me. And I'm, I, and most people tell you that sit next to me or stand next to me. I call for everything. And, you know, our, our players do nothing wrong. The referee's always on the wrong, and the the, the, the opposition is always the issue. But <laughs> no, there's there's nothing I could say there. It was a second yellow, and at that I mean, point, if it's your friend though, you, you you're calling it as well, aren't you? So you know, if that was that's one how of we'll engage it. Yeah, it's, it's 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 one of those where you look back and and at the time you're like, we're all fans, we're all human, we're all like, no, nah, no way. But when you look back at it and you can see it on a better angle and say the tally or the highlights, you're like, yeah, fair enough. You can make a a fair assessment of it so yeah credit to you because some fans will come on here and just be like nah you know they're not we saw it. We're, about it. we're at the other end aren't we so obviously we're we're behind one goal and it's happened at the other end right. and when i'm I, I can see it i can see i forget the contact you can see how dangerous it is and it is you know the referee will use the the line you know lost control he's not in control of him and, and he's spot on i would have 
I would have been annoyed it because it wasn't a straight red for me, but it was definitely a yellow card. So the referee got that spot on. And it then was, after it was that, actually, um, it was actually right in front of me. I was behind the other goal. Um, oh, and, right. um, and to be fair, yes, his studs were up, but Morosi rode the challenge, and I don't think there was any contact whatsoever. Um, but I think you said there. I think you said the word dangerous potentially. Mm. Um, I think that was it. But for me, it was just silly. You know, you're on a yellow. It's the goal. You know, you one and up with 15 minutes to go. You're controlling the game. To be fair. Um, and to go yeah. in like that, up the other end of a field where there's no danger, I just, I just thought he was a bit, he just lost his head. I, I, the way I see it is, that, is like, I think in a way the referee did us a favour because I've seen games like that before. Ooh. That's me cat. I've seen games <laughs> like that before, yeah, and that's been a straight red. So in Ooh. a way, you could see, it, the referee could have given that as a straight red, inconsequential of the yellow card he already had, but he mm. didn't. He gave it as a second yellow. No, I've seen those given for straight reds, even though there was, you said there was no contact made. So in a way, you could say he's done us a favour and give us a one-match suspension instead of a three-match suspension. So Good point. there is actually a benefit to it, even even though it's a small one. But I just think, like, did that really affect the game as much as what people on Twitter after the match said? I don't think it did. I don't. It was it was stupid. It was totally naive, and he shouldn't have been. He shouldn't have. He had a rush of blood as a defender in, in the eighteen-yard box, and he thought I could score. And that's all it was. And he shouldn't have done it. And the top and bottom of it is, is, but did it affect the game? And I don't think it did because the goal was scored. It was a worldie. You know, it's one of them. He wouldn't but, score them in hundred times. You know, it was a fabulous shot. It was, it, it, we, say, we say that, Pete. We say that, but I'm sure he scored a decent goal against us at Football Road. Anyway. <laughs> he, scored three, he scored three goals this season, right? He's been out injured most of this season. And he and two of his three goals have been against you, and that's for that way they weren't tapping. And and I tell you what, you said um, once in every hundred. It's super Sean Wally. You're talking ninety ninety five times out of a hundred, mate. Yeah, right, no, to be, he's done yeah. that. I mean, he, I remember him scoring a couple like that away. Uh, MK Dons. He, he seems to score against certain teams. Well, he's he scored two goals against MK Dons in two different seasons like that as well. And I remember him scoring a worldie at Blackpool when I was there as well. So, um, yeah, he's What's just. It was a phenomenal goal. But I was going to say, what, what's it? Go on, sorry. The point was, is like, where he hit it from, the defender shouldn't have been there to block it. I know people say, well, the defender, you know, if, you, if, if Burgess was on the field, he could have chased him down and blocked it. I wouldn't have expected him to chase him down. He hit it so early, they even caught the keeper out. You know, yeah. no one was expecting him to hit that from there. You know, so I don't think even Bur- Burgess had been there, he'd have stopped it. So I don't think really. The but the only thing I'd say, Steve, is this, the only thing um, that I think I slightly disagree with your point is because I think the sending off did impact it because if we look at that, before that, it kind of looked like the Shrewsbury players, I wouldn't say the heads were down, I wouldn't say that they were defeated because they weren't defeated, they were still playing, but it was just that they, they could kind of sense like, shit, we, we need to do something here. Like and the crowd and everything, well, the crowd. Yeah, and everything going forward, anytime you play a long ball forward, and you had, was it Udo? I think he's pretty good, pretty good strength as well, bit of pace as well. He was doing well, but then we had the cover and we were dealing with it. But then as soon as the sending off went there, the balls kept getting pumped in, pumped in, pumped in. And if you look at the goal, it's pumped in. Thompson actually heads it. He actually gets his head to it. And then it just drops loose, and he's hit it so sweetly. It is like, for me, that's that's just one of the goals of the season. Uh, and I remember that because I'm with some pals who aren't really Ipswich fans, but they're just there for the football or whatever. 
So I'm just explaining to him why the referee is a certain whatever, right? A, a Coventry University network technician. Let's just call him <laughs> that or whatever, yeah? Um, so he was explaining why he was that. And I'm turning around like that. And as I turn around, I just see this ball saying, I'm like, shit, it's going in. And Walton, he's a good goalkeeper, but no goalkeeper is saving that. That was right. top bins. It's, you know, one of the best goals I've seen this season. I period. look at it and I think to myself, like, you know, at the end of the day, if we're going to drop points, I want to drop points to that. Yeah. Because- you know that's unstoppable. You know, so well, it wasn't. Nothing- it wasn't a defensive mistake. It, like no. the kind of things on our past and the goals we've conceded over the last, you know, over this season have been either our defensive frailties, us trying to overplay it or something. And this yeah. was just not that. This was just something spectacular. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I wasn't there, obviously, but seeing it and listening to it, it, it was great to see us get back into it. And usually, with Shrewsbury, like in the past. Even this season at times, it's like, oh, you get the extra man. And you, you hear that it's the same old cliche in football, really. It's like, oh, you think it's easier. But you, how many times have you watched a game where a team have gone down to 10 men and you're, you're thinking, or oh, even nine men, and it's like, yeah, mm. they're going to get beat local. They're, they're going to concede. And, and it doesn't happen. It never works that way. Um, but for Shrewsbury, they just seem to be able to... I mean, Shrewsbury were 1-0 down against Cheltenham early on the season with 10 men. And we won 3-1 and we were 1-0 down against Sunderland, come back and drew one all. So we've done it the hard way. But when it's your way around, we've never took advantage. But I had a good feeling about it because of our recent form, you know, beating Rotherham twice and just to play it the way we're playing football. I just felt as though that we were going to get something. I just It was just that belief. Whereas if that was, let's say, a month ago, and the form we were on where we couldn't hit a barn door, you know, we we couldn't, let alone goals, we couldn't even hit a shot on target. Um, Mm. You know, you know, so so if we were in that sort of patch of form, we we, we would have lost that game. So I think it is like saying it's a, it's a bit of both there. Where yeah, it did have an impact on you guys, but I think sometimes, like you say, it's all about how the opposition reacts as well. And if they're in a good frame of mind and they've got the crowd behind them, if that was a way, would it have been different? Probably would have been safe for you to have won that. But I think we had the home advantage, big crowds, and I think we just went for it. You know, because we want to try and finish as high as we can. Um, you know, we could easily be sitting on the beach right now. Um, yeah. And usually that's the case, but Cottrell seems to have got the mentality in the team to, to work hard and get every point they can. And then the day, money's up for grabs for the, the higher you finish, you know, even if it's a league position, lower, you know, higher than whatever. So, no, I mean, it's one of them, isn't it? You, you know, if we were on a bit of bad form, you probably would have got the win. Um, but it's just desserts, I think. And Rob, you'll agree with this. Because we absolutely battered Bolton um, all game. We had like 20-odd shots on goal. Didn't, I don't know how we didn't score. Um, and we lost in the last minute to an absolute worldie from yeah. uh, Charles. I mean, one of the best goals I've seen at this season. Um, probably even better than Wally's, I would have said. I it was that so. good. And um, so it was nice to see that we scored an absolute worldie of our own and, and take something from it. So that that was a, the pleasing aspect. And... For to go against a team like yourself, who, you know, you know, littered with great talent on that pitch at the end of the day, and they've got a manager that's now seeming to be playing better football than mm. they were under Cook, and will be one of the ones up there next season for definite. Now that they've got a good squad embedded in, um, well, with a few additions, so it was nice to see that we got another point off a big team in the league, you know, and, and that was a pleasing aspect for me. I think the um, that you mentioned about sorry. I do go back to what Kelly said earlier. I think a lot of it was our own making. You know, at the end of the day, 
you know, you, you, you can argue that, you know, the stopping with the referee puts us out of our rhythm and things like that. But, you know, we're doing too much of this and the manager's perfectly clear, clear, clear to everyone. You know, we're not ruthless enough and we need to learn to be ruthless. You know, we have far too many, uh, far too much possession with far too little cutting edge. And mm. that's where we need to improve. Once we improve, this will be scary. It's just not yet because it's a bit toothless. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's like our season as Ipswich fans, you know, okay, the season tells a story, right? And it says from game one to game 46, this is your story. But actually for Ipswich and for a few other clubs, you've got kind of two stories in there. We've got a story of here's the Cook Ipswich Town 4-2-3-1, which is the set formation. We're not going to move from that. And this is how we play. And yes, there were goals. There were more goals in a poor Cook team. But maybe that's because we're playing higher up and we were then conceding more. And if you look, I think it wasn't until a ninth league, oh no, a seventh league game, we get our first win. And then the ninth, we get another win against Doncaster, which was our biggest win of the season. Um, McKenna shored it up. And yes, under the kind of form table, since McKenna's taken over, we're well up there. Um, but it is just finishing off teams. And that's the thing. And it's like, okay, we got the goal, six minute, but then we just kind of settled. You know, it's all football, you know, it's all shoulda, woulda, coulda. Maybe if, if this wasn't, I don't want to say it's a dead rubber game because anything can happen in football. Playoffs are still mathematically possible. But I think realistically, I think a lot of the, the squad know that, you know, it's kind of over. Um, and that's and that's kind of why there wasn't a, um, sorry, it's all of a sudden it's got busy out here. Um, uh, and that's kind of why there's, uh, if, if you look where, um, like after the first goal, we just didn't create anything at all. I think, Yes, it, we had all this fancy fancy kind of passing around and we're keeping the ball well, but we don't hit him like, see how your man hits the ball outside the area 30, 30-odd 30 yards away. We're not hitting them like that, right? And and that's what's, that's what's costing us games at the moment. And the one thing that we definitely know is that, you know, you can't take anything for granted. Our record against the so-called kind of smaller clubs, i.e. the ones that have come up from, from League 2 last year, like your Cambridges, your your Morecams, and who else come up last year? I can't remember. Cambridge, Morecam, Cheltenham, yeah. Well, we haven't we haven't beat any of them. We actually haven't beat any of them. So like Cambridge, we've only taken one point off them. They beat us at home in their cup final. Um, Morecam, we we <laughs> well they, they they've been trying well they've been trying to call it a derby, and it's just like come on man, we're not interested in that. Um, <laughs> But like it's it, it's like if AFC Telford were to call this a derby, you'd be like, "Come on, lads, we're not we're not interested in that at the moment, right?" Although that's a bit oh. closer. <laughs> but um, Morecambe open day of the season, we we nick a two two uh, result, and then we we drew we drew um, away with them. Did we draw away from them? Yeah, yeah, we did uh, draw. No, 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 no. Nicked it away. Yeah. Oh, did it's we win? Not- See, I can't remember. I've, I've been, I've been, I went up there, and I can't even <laughs> remember what the score was. Do you, meet Ty, do you meet Tyson Fury by any chance? You know, he loves it up there, though. Well, apparently, yeah, we walk past the, his house and all the rest of it. And he's got a massive um, caravan uh, estate that he's bought or whatever, and opposite is a big, like, stately home, which apparently is one of his houses. So it's like, yeah, okay, he's doing all right. But um, no, it's we just we can play a certain football, but sometimes you've got to be ruthless. Sometimes you just got to take that shot. And that's why, look, credit credit to you guys, right? You, you took the opportunity, you come away with a point. If you don't take the opportunity, if your man Wally just, you know, tries to take it under control, play it wide and keep possession, then then you don't get the the, the, the point. And you know what? Dust has settled. 
you know, if I'm being impartial here, it was good goal and it was, you know, the limbs or whatever as they call it nowadays, the limbs uh, from the, from your fans. That was, that was, you know, that's a that's a nice footballing moment to see, right? You had your man going over there celebrating with the fans. Obviously, I was giving them shit all game, as you do. But, um, you know, fair play. And that's I, I think, yeah, and I think you you can see what you're trying to do. You make some good additions um, in, in the summer and then you, you can start competing. I do think you're a while off, uh, a, a way off what you were um, kind of when you had Hurst. Was it fair to say that's probably in recent I, times I, I, one of your better I, seasons? Yeah, I, I don't know. I actually, I actually disagree to a certain degree. Um, I, I get why you'd think that, but... Defensively, uh, we're better. Yeah, okay. we're defensively more solid and you'll probably be shocked. I, I don't know, I may be wrong, but Pennington is a class act for us and I know he was on loan at you and I know Ipswich fans are quite... Not, I wouldn't say they're they're um, quite happy with with his loan uh, there. I mean, you, you'll be able to tell me more, but maybe maybe he's found his home and that, and you get that with certain players that they go. Around. He did all right. Remember, he was a uh, he was obviously they were talking three four years four years ago because he was he, he come he come on yeah he come on loan to us in the championship as well. So we got relegated that season after twenty odd years in the championship. So everyone associated with that squad was not looked favourably. It was your man, wasn't it? It was your man for six weeks. <laughs> it felt like six weeks or whatever. He was gone by October, which I've been uh, I've been on record saying this, and I'll say it again. In hindsight, it's a wonderful thing, but we should have just kept him for the whole season. Yeah, so I think uh, had 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 we kept him for the whole season, he'd have built what he wanted. He'd bought he'd bought certain play, bought certain players in, and I think then the League One kind of charge the following year. I firmly feel that we'd have been out of League One before, uh, you know, under Hurst or whatever. Interesting, um, interesting. Yeah, like, he was a young manager and we tried the same thing now with McKenna and it seems to be working. Marcus Evans, our previous owner, you know, he was shopping in the Poundland basement, right? So, like, you know, he's trying to look at the bargain bin in Poundland. Um, but then it's like, now we've got a bit of money, we've got a bit, bit of quality players and stuff like that. So, the expectation this season was massive. The start hurt us. And lately now it's just not scoring. The like the, the lack of goals is, is killing us. If we if we just if Chaplin scores that goal in the second minute, Nord makes it 2-0, then it doesn't matter if Wally scores that, that absolute goal. Don't you forget know, the, um, the, the there was nearly an own goal as well, wasn't it? Just before Yes, there was, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was another good save. Yeah. It was, it was. So it was just like we were there, but then it's just I think I don't want to say players are down tools because that's not true, and you won't get that in the Ipswich squad at all anymore. Like that, they will play, they they will battle until it's you know until the season's over. But I think there was a kind of like, well, when you know we're now battling to get you know sixth place or whatever, which realistically the gap's too big. I think the seat for us, we may get eighth if we're lucky. But even if we'd have won, like I heard some of our fans sing when we won nil up, singing E I E I E I O up the football league we go. But actually, no, we don't. We stay in ninth. We weren't moving anywhere. <laughs> so that sounds like EA... us last season when we were about sixteenth all season. Uh, seventeenth's but... our famous number. So yeah. uh, we're sixteenth for the minute. So um, yeah, we are moving up. Moving I found it up, interesting. But... That there was a piece of paper from uh, Cameron Burgess, the lad who got sent off. And he was saying like you know that people are playing for the places next season, which. That shocked me, that because I'm sat here now thinking like, I could name at least six or seven players who will definitely start next season. And if that's the mindset they've got, I don't mind that because that means they're all thinking whether it's true or not, I don't know, but they're all thinking, well, we've got to perform or we may not be here. You know, oh, yeah, contracts, uh, is, yeah. Is it, is it that bad that you know, players who we make we think is like solid, you know, starters are replaceable? We just don't know. 
we put that's the kind that's the kind of thing we've changed with this Ipswich squad now with the new era of game changer, the owners, the American owners, and having this new squad previously under previous regime, you, you knew what your eleven was gonna be more and more or less, and you knew that you know they that they knew that they were in the eleven as well, and that, that kind of you know would mean that performances may just be average or whatever. Here, bar probably Sammy Morsey and possibly Wes Burns, no one else is a guaranteed starter. Like, I mean, our, our back, well, that's a bit un, uh, unfair, actually. I'd say a back four in terms of the three centre-backs and the goalkeeper. But even then, we had, um, so, General Donassian, been absolutely fantastic. Uh, Luke Wolf, and then he plays in the middle. He went on a brilliant run in the second, in, in the first half as well, where he picks it up in the centre-back position. One, two, passed a few players, plays it out wide. And if he'd have got the ball back in time, you never know, he could have scored another uh, a great goal or something. But then our left centre-back was a chap called George Edmondson, who was on loan. Well, he was at Derby last year on loan from Rangers. We've got him. He's been really solid in a 4-4-2. Some would say he's pro- probably struggled playing as a, at the three. Um, and then he got injured. But Cam Burgess has come in and he stepped in and he's done pretty well. Like Burgess was in the play in the, in the um, team of the season last year and we paid close to a million pounds for him. I think about like three quarters of a million. So he's a solid player. And he's done quite well. So the defensively, we've been pretty good. But then we never know who's going to be in that number 10 role. We never know who's going to be up front. I think if you look at, if you look or speak to many Ipswich fans, I think they'll, bar Caden Jackson, who's had a really kind of a, a real resurgence underneath, underneath McKenna, but unfortunately pulled his hamstring. Bar Caden Jackson, none of the other strikers really are guaranteed to be here next season. Yeah, and that's kind of, yeah. I was just going to say about that um, obviously a goal scorer Norwood now at the beginning of the season Norwood was pretty much on, on his way out, on his way out or on the door if, I, if I'm right in saying yep. and um, you brought all these players in like uh, was it Bonnie who's uh, yeah. was it Ipswich born isn't he obviously he was at Colchester yeah, so, yeah McCauley Bond you had like you had, you had players in that were, were, you look at that and you think, bloody hell, man, I mean, Ipswich are going to win this. They're going to absolutely tear this league apart. You know, Piggott, who've got 20 odd goals for AFC Wimbledon. You've got, um, you, you brought in Scott Fraser, who've got 18 goals for MK Dons, and now he's at And Charlton. then sold him. Uh, that's what I mean. You, you know, and then you brought in Chapman from the league above, who was, who's played for Barnsley. And he, you know, yep. and you're thinking, Right, okay, this is that's a worry. Like you're looking at it. I mean, I remember at the at the point, and it was like strikers and midfielders and defenders, and it was like, right, they're going to go to League One, and it was a it was a it was a picking out of a hat of it. Were they going to Ipswich or they going to Wigan? And it, yeah. that that's what it was like. And see, when you looked at your strikers and that, you're look, looking at Norwood, and you think, and he's not getting a game, but he's come in, and all these players haven't really performed, or they've just not fitted into the the formation of previous the map. Um, under the regime of Cook and you know Norwood's come in and took his chance in fairness like he's come out from the dark and he's he's been he's, to me he's mm. a typical he's not going to be anything more than a, a, a League 1 striker yeah. at best he knows the League 2 inside out League 1 is a decent level as well and what I like about Norwood he's probably not going to get as many goals as those strikers mentioned in the right formation but he'll work his arse off at times and he'll put himself about and I, yeah. I might be wrong now, but from what I've seen of him, he, he's quite a, a physical guy and he's quite good in the air. Yeah, he's, he's known as a bit of a, a shithouse, so to speak, uh, right. as a lot of them call, right? And he will and he will put himself about players and all the rest of it. Um, 
obviously when we signed him, when we first got relegated, we we had, um, you know, beat off many suitors, and he was lining it up for Tranmere. I think he scored more goals than Aguero that season or something. Um, the problem we've had with James Norwood is we've never seen a full season of James Norwood, and that's been down to injury previously. So whether it's the way he looks after himself or whatever. There's been, and I'm not here to comment on his personal life, but there, there, there's been lots of talk in the paper about how he how he carries himself, and I think the reason he was out, kind of out in the cold at the beginning of the season, was I don't think the owner group or the the, the ownership really felt that he met their kind of what they call their cultures and standards and the way they do things. So yes, mm. he's got his head down. He did take his chance, and he had a bit of purple patch when um, when McGreal, so John McGreal, who used to play for us many years ago, has come back as a, a, a coach. Um, he was coaching the under-23s. Then him and Kieran Dyer took over for a few games once Paul Cook got sacked. And uh, Norwood then come in. He got a few goals. I think Norwood's an, he's a good backup to have. So if you know he, if I'm looking at our aspirations for Ipswich Town is to obviously next year go and win the title, right? Um, do I think James Norwood is a starting in that for us in a in a cha- in a championship winning team? No, I think he'd probably be our third option there. For Norwood himself, he's 31, I think, so he'll be looking for sort of, you know, a longer deal. So he's out, he's out of contract in the summer. I think the general consensus is that he won't be here. Um, it come 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 the summer. We're um, yeah, and, and to be fair, and and I, and I mean this with no disrespect to Shrewsbury at all, because obviously with different clubs, but I think he's he would do well with you guys. No, I, because, I, would, I would have him. I would have him. The, the the only thing is he we did we did pay him a decent contract here, so I can imagine his wage demands are going to be, you mm. know, certainly, I think the average wage is about three grand in League One. He'd be certainly looking for at least double that. But I do so, think um, if you offer him a longer term than what we we if we offered him anything, it'd be a year, and yeah. I don't think he'll take that because that will make him thirty two, thirty three, and then he'd be, he'd be lucky if he gets a longer term. Then if you offered him like two or three years at a lower rate. He would probably say that because that'd be seen as a win. So yeah. that'd be the best way for you to get it over the line is if you offered him a longer term contract but at a smaller wage. That for him then would be a win because he'd be then going into like he's 34, 35, but he's still earning a decent wage. I, I think that would be, I mean, Rob, you'll be able to answer <clears throat> as well. But I, I think um, going back to what you said, Carly, about, you know, we're not there yet. I, I mentioned this the other week that. Shrewsbury are a bit like Lincoln in terms of a club that have got potential to break that barrier of clubs and that cluster of teams up there. Um, and, and the way I look at it is if the likes of Cheltenham and Accrington and Cambridge, um, you know, their defensive records are terrible, but they, they score loads of goals and on their day they can beat anyone. Um, and they've been up there at certain parts of the season. And I just feel as though Shrewsbury have been up there before. And if I look at Shrewsbury's squad and what Hurst had, I would actually say that the squad we've got right this minute now would beat the team then. And that's even with the likes of Nolan and Toto in it, who are very good players for us. Probably, probably, actually, I'd probably tell like Godfrey and, and Henderson as well, we had on loan, so probably yeah. forget that. But but I would I would say that if you add a few additions to that, um, you know, you're talk you're not talking loads. I'm talking because we, we didn't really use the loan market. I think Cottrell, what he's good at is he brings in he likes to bring the right character into the club and he's very picky over it. But mm. see our starting eleven is as strong as anyone's in the league on their day. Um, mm. In terms of we've got a very solid... The only thing we're probably missing in that team is a number 10 that will be a create, like a John Nolan player uh, in his prime when he was with us. 
he's had injuries since, and hence why he yeah. left you, and he's now obviously playing League Two. But I mean, we you know, somebody just someone like that would definitely be a spark. So number ten, and then like you said, a, a striker like that. I mean, if we if we were able to bring a a, a Norwood type of player in to complement Bowman and Udo, then and then a young Tom Bloxham, then for me that is enough up that top end for Shrewsbury. And, and, you know, we've got a very good energetic squad, very fit, healthy squad. You know, add a couple of loans. And I'm probably saying five players um, next season and keep the bulk of what we've got would, would be a serious contender for probably pushing top between top 10 and, and maybe being that surprise team that goes in there. I, I do believe next season we could potentially do that, but that just all depends on the transfer window. I mean, Rob, what, would, you, would you agree with that? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think um, the the theme that I've run with all year is we're a bit of creativity away from being a decent side. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure now, but a couple of weeks ago, we believe it or not, lads, we actually had the third best defense in the whole division, um, oh, even wow. being seventeenth. But the problem was up the other end. You know, we've got six or seven nil nils this season, so that says a lot about mm. us. You know, fantastic at the back. Um, our back five system works incredibly well, um, and it's just up the other end. We've had issues. We've had, you know, um, you know, runs of games where we've knocked in a few, but they are few and far between, and they're usually in two or three game bursts. And then we'll have a few dull, more, you know, more dull games um, where a couple of nil nils. But the whole, the whole season, we've managed to maintain that good defensive record. And like I say, um, yeah, Mark's bang on. If we can find a decent number ten, or um, you know, maybe uh, someone else to play out wide, I think. Yeah, a bit of creativity away from a, a pretty good I mean, side. Uh, that'll, that'll bring us on the the sort of deal or no deal with Sean Worley, really, because I think he still needs to stay at the club, in my opinion, on a one-year deal. Maybe bring him in a coaching role capacity um, and an impact sub to uh, work alongside our, our youngsters. He's uh, good on good impact sub, i tell you that. Uh, he, that's the <laughs> thing. great the thing impact. Is, he, he always seems to do it. He always seems to score important goals. He's a fan's favourite. He's made over 250 appearances for us now. He's the longest-serving player there. And he's just a credit to a club. I mean, and and I just it's exciting watching town at the minute. I mean, you talk about um, the defensive record, and yeah, I think it's, it is the equal third best after uh, Rotherham and Wigan and then MK Don. So you look at that, the top three have got the best defence in the league, and we've got the best defence after that. But just look at Wigan and MK Dons last year, right? Like Wigan just about stayed in the league, and now they're they're well up there. So the beauty of kind of the the kind of lower down the pyramids in football, i.e. Championship, League One, League Two, is you have that kind of unpredictability because it's it is a bit more okay, it's slightly different. I know we've got a lot of bigger wage budget and everything, but anyone beats anyone on their day, and and we've seen that. And Rob and Martin, just like you said about it, you're, you're struggling at top. That's exactly what we're doing. So the reason we're now going to be in League One and not in the playoffs, at least uh, at the end of the season, is because we ain't been able to put the ball in the back of the net. And if you don't put the ball in the back of the net, you don't get three points. It's as simple as that. Um, but I tell you what, I have got a deal for you guys. So if you want a striker and a number 10, I'll get you James Norwood and a nice little number 10 called Amando Dobra. And uh, you just send uh, Mr. Nurse down to Suffolk. And, uh, oh, no, no, no. We'll, no, no. Uh, we'll sort no, that no. out from there. <laughs> you, you know what? It, it's, it's quite good, though, because I was going to ask you, interestingly, if there's a Shrewsbury player you would want. And he's one player for me. You know, the other thing that excites me about Shrewsbury is we have a very small squad, but what Cottrell has been slated for in the windows 
what he's done very well is, is every single player he's brought in has been quality. They haven't, they haven't, um, in terms of permanent signings, that is. Um, I mean, the only the only lone player that's really um, excelled for us is that Tyrese Fauna in the middle. He's like a he young Patrick Vieira. I keep saying to him, he gets better and better every week. Absolutely box the box. I mean, I know that's a cliche with midfielders because that's what they should do, but he is the ultimate box to box player and he will play in the Premier League one day. I mean, he's, you know, he's still a young well, boy. We, we need the big thing that causes us an issue is when Sammy's out. So, um, Sam Morsey, when he joined us at the end of the transfer window, obviously we'd played so many games already. He, he didn't join till last, I think it was the last day. Um, but he was serving a suspension that he got from Borough, which was, you know, was never a red card anyway. That's another that's another debate. Um, and then earlier, later on in the season, when we played Accrington in January, there was an off-the-ball incident where he just literally, the player got in his face, so he kind of just shoved the player away, just hand up onto his chest. And their own Andy Holt moaned like fuck, excuse my French, he moaned like fuck on Twitter. That then got uh, the FA to have a look at it. And because it was his second suspension, he got a four-game ban. So, hey, um, hey um, Callie, you should have been sent off on Saturday and all. Nah, that was a yellow card. That was a yellow card, right? Talking of red cards in Ipswich, that reminds me of Alan Judge last year with that referee. Oh, that was brilliant. <laughs> and... and, and the guy still referees, so I don't even know what happened. Like, is it Drysdale? Judgey... One, it Darren Drysdale. Yeah. Darren Drysdale. Oh, was... And it was a foul. Wow. Like, Judgey gets cut, uh, chopped down in the box. It's definitely a pedo. <laughs> and he's just, and like any other player, he's like, ref, come on, it's a fucking pedo. And ref's like, you what, mate? Yeah, he's taking <laughs> proper step to him, hasn't he? He's doing like yeah. a collegiate to him, isn't he? He's like stirring into uh, his vest. Do you know what, mate? I, I, I thought he was going to do a Maserati on Zidane and just go I for thought him, he was going to get that. I thought he was going to get a headbutt. I do thought you know that what, was over, a headbutt away. Years, like, these referees, they do get so many players in their face. I'm surprised it hasn't happened more often where a referee's actually has said, you know, who do you think you're talking to? Do you know what I mean? Um, and um, I actually quite liked it, to be fair. <laughs> I think he's fortunate because it was like Judgy is five foot, so he he can square up to him. Whereas a lot of these referees aren't as tall as the the players normally. Do you know what I mean? Come on, lads, yeah. give us a staff up, lad. There, come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, imagine him going up to Lukaku, can't you, and going like doing that to Lukaku? Yeah, well, good luck. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> oh, brilliant. But um, just out of inch, going back to uh, Sean Wally about because uh, obviously he's the sort of player. So Rob, um, and that's right. I just. Just another point I want to say about the, the see that table by the way, in terms of the defence, we're the only team in that bottom twelve that have got a, a plus goal difference as well, which again just goes to show how frustrating it is. That I mean, and it, that's why I do believe next season will be good. I mean, we've beaten Sheffield Wednesday at home, drawn with them away, we took four points off Rotherham, we lost in the last minute away at Wigan, and we've got them on the last game. We drew with you, we're unlucky in the away game. Mm. Uh, we. We beat Charlton. Uh, we drew with Sunderland. You know We're what I mean? We beat Sunderland on Friday. And, uh, so, and I think our heaviest defeat was a 3-0 home defeat to Plymouth early on in the season. Other than that, I'd say Plymouth and Oxford were the best two teams we've played this year, funnily enough. They've good attacking football in teams. Um, and, uh, you know, Plymouth would be a good um, outsider for the... Um, I mean, they were a team that were conceding like mad last year and were yeah. right down the bottom. I mean, like you say, Wigan... Um, Plymouth and well, MK, even no. MK MK finished. I think they finished for like twelve or something. Table, yeah, something yeah. Like so they weren't nothing. But Liam Manning's done something special there. He's kept the group together. I was at um, MK Dons last week. They were, they were very good. MK Dons. 
MK Don, sorry, B, um, MK MK Dons, and I think Plymouth for me play some of the you know some real good football. And the best, the, the team that I've seen really play us off the park and just another level was Rotherham when they beat us two 0 at home. The Oxford one, like every time we've played them, I haven't been impressed with them. Um, oh, they just, you know, like the last couple of times when they come to Portman Road, they spent, you know, I, I thought they was identifying as cows the amount of time they was on the grass trying to eat the grass. <laughs> it was like they were just holding on for like minutes, time, time wasting from the first half. So I was like, What's, what are we doing here? And the same kind of tactics happened in the second half. But again, it, 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 the, the running theme here is the, if you want to be at the top of the league, it's getting that kind of quality. They'd done us in the 94th minute from a corner. I don't know if you guys heard us at the game when we were having a corner, but we're singing we're, we're going to score from a corner because yeah, it's a bit yeah, of an on Joe joke where, yeah, we, we haven't scored from set pieces. And, you know, if you're going to challenge up there, you've got to get these goals where your defenders are getting chipping in with goals. And I think the last one we did score was we it come off a set piece, then got cleared, then come back in. And that was Edmondson when we beat um, Doncaster 6-0 at home. And that was back in what September, Stephen? I think. No, I think we, I think Bond got flicked out of, didn't he? I think that was. Was that a corner though? Yeah, it was. It was a corner that he got a flicked out of, and it went diagonal into 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 corner. Well, that's the that... other thing. But then when does Bond score? Well, that's only like two. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, say two still poor, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, had... I, um, I miss the irony of that because um, when I heard um, we're going to score from a corner, I just thought it was something that happened every week, and it was almost like, oh god, here we go. <laughs> no, 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 it was just like we're ready, and I thought, you know what, I'm even going to get my phone out here because it's going to be one of those. I was there when Ipswich scored from a corner, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but right, no, <laughs> we're still after, yeah, we're still. Who knows? We still got a couple more games, so we might just get one. We might get a goal. You'll see me tweet about it anyway. <laughs> So, uh, so, so, Rob, uh, we'll quickly talk about the uh, deal on no deal there. So, Sean Worley, I, I, like I mentioned already, uh, a one-year deal for me. Uh, I don't think it will be. I just think I, I, I don't know what will happen with that coaching role potentially. But uh, what, what do you think on the Sean Morley um, situation? Um, head and heart thing. Unfortunately, my head says um, he'll go, but my heart says you know I hope he stays for one more year. Um, I think. Um, I think. Deep down, I think the only reason he got an extra year last year, to be honest, was because he activated that clause in his contract because he played so many games. Um, so I don't know. Cottrell's pretty ruthless. Um, you know, he, he he doesn't see the sentiment in football. Um, and um, if gun to my head, I, I I don't think he'll sign on. But I'd I'd love to see it. Uh, interesting. Uh, yeah. It, 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 well, we'll have to wait and see on that one. I, I do, I do believe in what you said as well. That it's one of them where a lot of, well, pretty much every fan will want him to stay. I can't see a fan that would be like wouldn't want him to not stay. Um, but it's whether what it depends on what budget we've got next season, and if that budget is going to be worth somewhere else in the in the in the sort of squad. So um, I think it's a sort of wait and see on that one, isn't it, Rob? Yeah, and I think that applies to a few of them. To be honest, not obviously the Sean's a standout one because he's been with us for so long and racked up so many games. But I think there's a number of players that um, have got that big question mark over them at the minute, isn't there? I know, definitely. Well, we'll wait and see. Can I, on can that I one just anyway. ask one back at you quickly? Oh, what to myself? Yeah, I'll, I'll ask one back to you about. Yeah, Landell. yeah. Go on, what would you do with Landell in the in the summer? I would keep him because, as I mentioned before, Landau's not great on his feet in terms of football. He's not the best footballer, but he's 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 solid in the air. He's brave. We need that in the centre back, and he plays in the middle of the three. Yeah. Um, you know, Flanagan on the left and Pennington on the right. 
bring the ball out and 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 obviously that's how we start the play. Ebanks Landau is just gets him get puts his body on the line and not you know you need that and that's why those three work well. Um, yeah, no nonsense. For me, for me, the one that the the one that's going to be going in the summer is Pierre, um, and yeah. that will be a big wage. And I would have said eighteen months ago that would have been a massive loss because he was probably our best defender. Um, he just for me just seems to be out of favour, but he just doesn't seem to be interested either. Um, and I just think he knows he's probably on his way out. So uh, um, for me, he'll be gone. And, you know, I, I don't know, we'll, we'll probably be looking at bringing in a loan signer maybe. But you've got to remember, George Nurse can play at centre-back and so can Luke Leahy. And that's the, you know, that's what we've got. We've got plenty of flexibility uh, within the squad. And, and that's why with the small squad we've, squad we've got, um, having Nurse, or, oh, here we go. Uh, Cali's favourite player, Nurse, uh, centre back <laughs> and a very good centre back on the left hand side. So it's terrible. Um, you want to get rid of him. You want to get rid of him. So you need those flexible players. So for me, Pierre going um, in Ebanks Landau, yeah, staying. And uh, uh, what, why, what, what, what's your thoughts on the Ebanks Landau situation? Um, no, same, mate. Same. I just get into quite a few debates about it with um, people. Some say he should absolutely go and. Some are on and why the fence, though he's, but... he's brave. He's he's one of those solid players. I don't get why. I, I know. You know. It's just like he, he's he's our captain as well. Like for him, yeah, yeah. he gets his head stuck in. He's, he reminds me of Toto. Like Toto can play with the ball, but he's not the best on the ball. But I tell you what, Toto used to get his head into everything. He, he used. Mm. To, he, I'm sure he played one of our a few of our games with a mask on. Yeah, uh, he did. Yeah, you know, and he, he's just a you know Toto for me was a type of you know that's what Landau reminds me of and. Um, see if we, because because I, I believe Toto is is he did he sign for Fleetwood permanently? So he's like, got he's got a deal. No, he's got a deal for Fleetwood. Um, I would have had him if, back in a heartbeat. If they um, if they stay up Fleetwood, then I think they trigger another twelve uh, month extension. Um, Sorry, Nappers, Fleetwood, you're going down. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I listen. Um. I, you know, I've, I've got a good relationship with Toto and, uh, you know, I do rate him as a footballer, certainly at this level. Um, I, I agree. I think he for us, he's always been one of those where he's been solid. Our fan base were onto him because he did make a kind of few mistakes where there's been some penalty incidents. But these incidents live long in fans' memories, never mind the fact it's been like a, year, a season ago or two seasons ago. It's like, you know, as a defender in League One, it's one or two penalties a year. And it's like, well... It's League One football, and it's it, he's a defender. These things are to be expected to a point. Um, but I think he's solid. He put, like you said, he puts his head on everything. Yeah. But it's interesting you talked about Ebanks Landau because I remember him coming through through the Wolves youth, and um, I've seen him a few times for you. And like when obviously you played us, and I've always been impressed with him. He looks like like he's like you said, he's a solid player. He's no nonsense. Um, yeah. The the other thing I was going to ask you guys is is what's what's situation with David Davis. Oh, he's injured, him. mate. Yeah, he's injured out for the season. I'm, I'm yeah, he, he is. He is a top. top he's quality. Player. He see see when Cottrell let him go in the summer. I'm like, what are you doing? But to be fair to him, right, he did come. He was on. He was on a free like, and he was actually on loan with us years ago um, under Graham Turner. Probably talking like 2010, 2011, yeah. when he was breaking through the Wolves team um, at the time, and then he went to Birmingham after that. Uh, cracking player in the championship level. Mm. So when it when we, when we got the opportunity of signing him, he was great. And it took him a few games. He was obviously he had to catch up on his um, on his condition and all that. Um, I wouldn't say he had the best of 
of times for us last season. Maybe that's yeah. why he went. But then we, we re-signed him back and we thought oh, it was a body through the door more than anything. But he looks lean uh, and, and he's really worked on his condition. And, you know, yeah, he's been, I mean, a couple of, couple of red cards this season. One was a stupid fight in the last minute against Gillingham. The other one shouldn't have even been a red card against Sunderland. Like, you know, it's an absolute... So, you know what the refs are like in this league. Oh, um, yeah. They love giving reds. And that's not been biased, like, you know, in any way. I mean, there's been times where we've had reds and we're like, you kind of argue with it. But this yeah. one was a... We even appealed it, like, and we still lost it. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's annoying because you, you, it was a challenge where you look back 10 years ago and you're like, you know, that's a, that's a bit, it's a bit soft now. You get you, you kind of challenge these. You? It's the same as when you jump up for a header. You, you know, everyone, yeah. the, refs seem, the refs seem to think that players are penguins these days and have to, you know, or salmons. <laughs> well, can I, can I, I don't know how you can, Yeah, I don't know how you can jump and it's always like elbows. It's like, well, have you ever tried jumping up straight? Like, your elbows, <laughs> you need it for momentum, right? Like, and no disrespect to refs, but that's where you can tell where they ain't played the game. Well, you know, so when commentators are saying, well, his arms are only out for leverage, you know, Surely the referees can see that and hear that themselves and say, well, that's why his arms were out. Because even professional footballers are saying it's out for leverage to get him higher. If you I, know, so it's, it's just mind-boggling. How the, the problem is, the problem is on the receiving end of that, there's players um, wise to it and they're going down as soon as there's any contact yeah. and making a meal of it. So you can sit... It, every, every, team, every team's got one of them, Rob, and we know who our player is and I'm sure these two will uh, agree with it because we had this conversation with uh, MK Don's fan last John, week. John, yeah. Luke, Luke Leahy is our player. He's yeah. our shithouse player. <laughs> that's your, that's your did, defender, eh? Yeah, well, yeah, the midfield. Uh, he's a defender. He's a, currently came as a left-back and he's 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 all he wouldn't think it because he, he wouldn't think he was ever a midfielder. I mean, he is a good player like for us, but he's one of those. I I describe him as like your Scott Brown type of player. Like right. he just everyone kind of stand him because he just he knows what to do. He knows how to wind players up, but he gets petulant bookings as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I seen a couple of Ipswich fans commenting on it last week, and I thought, oh, Lee, you know, the, yeah, he, yeah, that's an awful I they think know, is, there are some teams that do that, you know, like like Callie was saying, Oxford were awful for it. It's like there was a sniper on the roof and they were just shooting them every five minutes. <laughs> it's, Carl, it's Carl Robinson. It's never that's not Carl Robinson's in the dugout. Like he's uh, he's cloned himself and he's he's in the he's in the stand. I, I can't understand Carl Robinson, man. He's rolling on the floor like this. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. You know, <laughs> See, that's the one thing that like. And obviously, I know we're on your pod and we're talking about Shrewsbury, but like that's the one thing I kind of respect with the. And I don't, I don't mean to say like the lesser teams or the the smaller clubs, if you like, in oh, terms of small. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, yeah, but but like, yeah, you, you could have done a certain thing like that as well. And okay, you had one player who's a bit of a shit house. Everyone's got him. James Norwood is our player, but like you're still trying to play a game of football, and that's got to be respected. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, you know, the footballing gods or whatever, your karma came and because you tried to play football, you scored a worldie and that was it and you come away with a point. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, it looks poor and we didn't really create much, but I think that also, you've got to give credit to Ipswich who did, yeah, okay, the red card, you know, it, it sort of stumbled them a bit, but up until that point, you know, you really did control the game really well and and if you'd won that 1-0, you'd have looked at that and gone, that was a very professional 1-0 performance as well. Um, mm. So, like you said, Cal, it's all about ifs and boxing football and that. But when you look back on it, up until that point, you you were you it was a very professional performance, I thought as well. The thing is, that's what Cal has got a point. You know, 
Shrewsbury take a lot of credit out of this, not just for the result, but the performance, the way they played us. At the end of the day, we played so-called better sides, you know, going into the Oxfords and the Plymouths. Like Oxford, yeah. Yeah, and th they didn't want to play us. You know, they literally did not want to, because I don't know whether they knew, they thought if they played us, they would get beat. You came to us, went toe-to-toe -to -toe with us, did, did what you did, and you got a result. You know, I so think because I'm, we were obviously the defensive man. record. Um, yeah, I give you more Your defence was good. Your defence was good because, like, I think we had eight shots, four on target. But, okay, Chaplin, even the one that Chaplin does right at the beginning, that never really troubled your goalkeeper. And there wasn't anything there where I, I think your keeper was really troubled. I think there were saves just to, okay, just be sure or whatever. But And that that's just been our issues or whatever in terms of Ipswich scoring or whatever. But I just, defensively, you look solid. So I think you are spot on when you say you get a bit of creativity. So like I said, just consider it. You don't need to give me your answer now, but Amanda Dobra, James <laughs> Norwood, bring your man up, send him down, send him down. No. Stuff. In fact, in fact, no. just send him down to Wolvo. No. I'll pick him up from Wolvo and drive <laughs> him down. All right. <laughs> this, is, this is shocking, Rob. We only, we only had these on. These on I didn't realise this was a scouting pod. I know. I, hey, look, I said <laughs> Norwood's a decent player. Like, and I, he's a type, I said he's a type of player. I, we'll go. We'll shop elsewhere. Oh, sure, ten, ten years old. No, 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 I'll get you the best deal. I'll get you the best deal. This, buy one, get one free. <laughs> get, buy one, get one free. Get, yeah. get, his, get his Toto back, right? And then we'll uh, that, that we can probably do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't tease us, mate. Don't tease us. You don't know, know what, right? Um, it's there's no. Nah, it's <laughs> go go, go in, we'll, we'll move on a bit. But see, see, going on to next season right now. So we we both sort of agreed that it's a dead rubber. I mean, we're at. Uh, I think we just need a point, but we're not even going down anyway. It's you know we we were sort of sealed our our sort of safety a few games ago because it's so piss poor down at the bottom between the others. They they've got a, a sort of mini league now, so um, we, we're sort of potentially could finish twelve. Um, you could potentially probably finish ninth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only thing I would like here is I think I think we're four four points maybe now behind Oxford, just because yeah. the way they celebrated it all on Twitter, and just because I don't like Carl Robinson, and just because you ain't got a fucking fourth stand. Get a fourth and, and, stand here. Yeah. I would like see, I would like to finish above them. See, as I, seeing as I was born in Ipswich and you lot are decent guys, I, I'm I'm up for that as well. So I'll be I'll be I'll be I'll, yeah. Definitely. Oh, so, no. <laughs> so, so, see going forward to next season. And now, for me, I've already sort of in my head had a feeling that Ipswich are definitely going to be top six. Like, I don't know if it's going to be top two. Depends who they sign. Obviously, too early to make predictions, maybe. But for me, I, I look at Ipswich as a sort of project where I forget about mm. Paul Cook. I'm very surprised at Paul Cook because, but then I suppose it's sometimes about like it's a bit similar to Paul Hurst, where no disrespect, you're at a small club. Like we, he was Paul Cook was at like, well, Atkinson and all that did a really good job, um, and then and then you go to a, a a bigger club, although in the same league, Ipswich are predominantly a massive club. Who when I was watching match of the day were on it every week. So, you know, and, and they were even in Europe. You know, they've been you know history the history with uh, Bobby Robson. You know, Ipswich yeah. are a massive club uh, in this league. So for me, they they've got the right manager now um, mm. because. He will rip up what that squad, and he'll have the money to change it about, I assume. Um, and he'll be more astute with signings, where we're just throwing them about. And I feel like there will be the similar project to what MK Dons have got, where um, he'll try and keep some things the same, but obviously with yourself, bring in more clinical finishing, look at the attacking style of your play. And I, I do feel Ipswich will be up there. Um, for us, I sort of feel as though we can push up into that next sort of block of 
teams in the league between sixth and twelfth, even tenth. Uh, that's that's where I'd be expecting us to go. Um, but but yeah, South, you know, would you agree with with what I've said there in terms of Ipswich next season? Yeah, I think so. Um, just a quick thing you said about Europe. Obviously, last time we actually played in Europe was like two thousand two, which was quite funny in Division One because we qualified for for fair play. But we we have a stat which no other English team, and I don't think any other club in Europe has, which is we've never actually lost a, a game at home in Europe, which includes the last kind of major game was against Inter Milan in 2001, where you had like Zanetti and and and, St- and Vieri and stuff like that. So um, yeah, that's one that interesting stat team. there. Uh, yeah, they, and 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 we beat them one nil. Alan Armstrong leapt up like a salmon, headed the ball one nil at home. I remember that. I, 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 yeah. I but then we did uh, we did lose four one away, but um, yeah, <laughs> Christian Mar- Vieira Mar- masterclass Mar- at the Mar- San Siro. Marcus Stewart though was uh, awesome. He was quality. He, got, he was he's he's Top good. I mean he, he he likes his uh, the away day away day beers, isn't it? Yeah, so Mar- Marcus has been he's quite involved with the the club and and like the social side of things. So he's the the thing that you see a little bit a lot of these kind of. Kind of my kind of heroes, if you like, growing up because I, I started following talent like, like I said about 96, 97. So when we went up in that that Ipswich team, that George Burley team of 2000, 2001, where in our first season in the Premier League we finished fifth. You know that for me is the the best team I've seen, and I haven't been as excited about an Ipswich team than I have like as this current Ipswich team, and that's because we've got the good ownership, we've got the connection with the club. You talked about scouting and stuff like that. Previously, our, our scouting was, you know, piss poor. You know, there wasn't anything there. It was, it was relying on your pals and people you're seeing and probably football manager. Whereas now we've got, um, you know, we've got a recruitment guy come in. We've got proper coaches coming in. We've got, we've got proper footballing people in footballing positions. So the backroom side of it's done well. I think this season was unfortunate because we did get rid of like 20-odd players and then bought 19 new in. So there was always going to be an embedding process. How do people get on? Um, the reality is, I don't think Cook was ever um, ever the owner's um, kind of first choice appointment because Mark Ashton was Bristol City CEO and he interviewed Paul Cook and didn't give him the job. Um, so he's in here. So I think when they had an opportunity to get rid of him, they did. People talk about we should have got rid of him when we, we lost to Bolton at home and we lost heavily 5-2 um, early September. But would a McKenna have been available then? Would we, Who would we have got? What would have been the replacement? So, you know, it's all things happen at time for reasons. I genuinely think top six is the bare minimum we should be going for next season. Um, as long as we keep our, our players um, that we've got, the core kind of uh, key players, kind of trim some of the other players, get rid of them, um, bring in a good left back from Shrewsbury or something, bring in a good striker. Um, and <laughs> keep banging on that left back, don't we? We, we should get we should get a fee for this, Rob. You know, it, it's also about I, this great scouting network. And I think that, but I we should be. Uh, we, no, if it's so let me, promoter, we should take a cut. Here. Mate, I well, think listen, we should if be I... reporting him to the FA for tapping up, <laughs> <laughs> I've not spoke to him. Right? I'm not speaking to him as agent. But no, um, Rob Rob's his agent. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> then I'm only talking to you, Martin. Uh, <laughs> I think, no, the only reason we, we were quite, and I was really impressed is because Wes Burns has been, we've kind of been lopsided on the right-hand side with cr- creativity and attacking options. And and our right side, like Wes Burns is a right midfielder, but he's played wing-back, so now he's playing wing-back again. And he, he works well with Janoy Danassi, and they've got a really good partnership going on. Um, that kind of chemistry is wicked. 
Um, and he just chops up players left, right, centre. You know, he leaves players on their asses or whatever, breaks ankles. He's brilliant. But he wasn't doing that on 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 Saturday, and he, he had a hard, he had a hard day. And in your man, your man, uh, your man deserves full credit for that. So you know, uh, if he wants to come down to Suffolk, it's it's all sorted. Like I said, I'll you don't even to worry. He can commute from Shrews. We just get down to Woolworth. I'll drive him down each week. It's like he's a. He's um, you know what though, you're talking about the the right side, left side, and all that. We we had Ogbetta, and we were sort of worried when he left the Swansea, because we thought that that was our strongest position. Um, but I mean, our midfield, like when you look at the spine of the team going into next season, we've got Flanagan, who's just I don't know why Sunderland got rid of him. Mind boggling. I can't believe we've got him. It's an absolute marquee signing for us. But he he just oozes quality and calmness in that defence on the left side. And then links up well with Nurse. Nurse just does all the running. Um, mm. And then on the right side, you've got Bennett as well, complementing Pennington. Um, and it's just that bit in the middle where I feel our midfielders are all too similar, like your Josh Vellas, your, your Davises, your, your Fauners and all that. Um, we need someone that, that that can have two sitting and one push on and advance. And see, that's what I mean. Even just having that one player is a, diff- a total difference to the team. And, and no disrespect to Bowman, he works his arse off. But for me, just lacks that finishing touch as well and that confidence. So if I was to replace two players in that team right now, would be would be Bowman, unfortunately, uh, as much as I, I like him. And um, and probably, I'd probably say Josh Vela because I've been really disappointed in him recently. You know, considering, I just feel as though he may be on his way out as well. I, um, I personally I would, thought he was shite on Saturday. Uh, he, he, he just... For me, he's just too many bookings. He's a booking away from another red card. And I don't know if Leahy, Pennington and um, and Vela are on a competition to see who gets the most yellows at the end of the season because they're probably like <laughs> I think, I think every 11, game. 10 or 9. Oh, every game. Oh, I know. They got, they got booked. All three got booked last week and all three got booked as well against yeah. Ipswich. Sorry, Stephen. Was Vela the one you, had, you got from Bolton? Yes. Oh, yeah. Because I think he had a tough time at Bolton. And I think, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, what he went through with Bolton probably took a lot of, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's been uh, good for us. He I was, think he was, he was Arsenal originally, wasn't he? He came through Arsenal youth system, didn't he? No, that, that, no that's well, Vela was at Bolton for years. And he, he, he actually, fact, Liverpool wanted to sign him when he was 17 oh, right. yeah. for a million pounds. And, and then he, um, he I, I remember he actually, I went to watch Kilmarnock in a cup game against Hibs and Vela was playing and fucking hell, he was atrocious, like... He was bad, and Hibs were like singing, like they were glad when they got rid of him. And then next minute, Sam Ricketts announces he's signing Valor, and I'm like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> You've lost him this fair, one. <laughs> fair play, he's done all right. But hey, I, I was wrong on Valor. I was wrong on Valor, but um, I, I was I was right on Sam Cosgrove. Fucking hell. Sam Cosgrove is the biggest waste of space. I mean, he's probably a nice lad. He's, I'm not going to slag him too much because you've got to be careful what you say on here with players, but. He just wasn't up to my up to the standard at football. Like he's he's probably a nice guy, earning loads of cash. But do you know how much he's on at Birmingham? Eighteen grand. Yeah, I know it's a lot. Eighteen grand. That's we were paying about. We were yeah. reportedly paying four and a half. Because we so, were struggling with him at the beginning of the season. So, well, so James yeah. Norwood, if you want four and a half, you can come here. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and then nurse is staying. So no, no, no. Nurse is staying. Just well, get us Toto, and I'll think about it. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nurse doesn't stay in this deal. Like nurse, <laughs> nurse comes to Suffolk. Uh, the, the way this deal, you can listen. I can throw in a you. You want 
Here we go. You know Wood, Dobra, you can have them both permanent, right? I'm going to give you El Miz. He's a good central midfielder on loan. Uh, he's a youngster. He's no, quality, bro. right? He's a box-to-box type of midfielder, and he's quite technical as well. I'm going to give you him on loan as well, right? And then, well. and then we're uh, going to have a word... You- if you can, if you can put, if you can put a deal to Fleetwood, we're gonna get to- Toto come back as well. Then so, you can. Right, come... you, know, you know what, Rob? You know what, Rob? That actually bulks the squad up quite well, to be fair. So there you I go. Reckon we can yeah. It doesn't. We just we'll just play Leahy there. That's fine. Oh, we'll, just put, uh, we'll just put Leahy there, and then we'll just find yeah, someone else. We'll just put our shit house player there, like you know, and then we'll. Play well if we get in, if we get in Toto, then we could put Leahy on the left and just play Toto in the middle anyway. I tell you, I tell you what, right, Rob. If they, had, if that, if if George Nurse had scored that thirty-yard pile driver against Rotherham at home, there'd be definitely oh there'd have been an extra few uh, pound coins on that as well. A couple of zeros. There you go. Uh, listen, well. Toto. When you listen to this, because I'm going to send you the link for it. When you listen to this, <laughs> remember this is what we're doing. We're agreeing. All right. Hey, Callie, you'll so- have to ask him if he'll out, come bro. on. You'll have to ask him if he'll come on and have a chat with us. I'm sure he would. Toto, we'll we'll get in touch. We'll sort it out. I'm I'm sure he definitely would. Come on, Toto, come on. Top, yeah, what Toto is a, is a he, for me. He just, you know, what I like about Toto, he plays with a smile on his face. That's what I liked about him. Yeah. Do you know, what I like you know at the end of the games, um, at the end of the games, like particularly this season, now the fans have been back. So, like behind the dugout at Portman Road, you've got um, it's like the family section in the lower tier. So, like the kiddies and the babbies, they're all there with the families. And at the end of the game, like he'll finish the game, and someone's always there to give him some pick and mix. <laughs> like you just you see him walking down the tunnel, just having his pick and mix smile on his face. But he, listen, so, so, he talks. If he's he coming talks, back, Rob will provide the pick and mix for you. Right. Yeah, I, I, don't I, I think that may have just sealed the deal. Hey, do you know um, what I liked about Toto? Well, um, in the Hurst season, I had him first goal scorer at twenty-eight to one, and he bloody scored. <laughs> I think it was Wigan. Was it Wigan when he scored really late? Oh, at the we, end? we beat that. We, we beat them one 0 didn't we? Yeah, I'm sure it was Toto oh, in that game. Like 87th minute, 87th yeah. minute. Uh, see, oh, see mate, that year, right? Goal went wild. Uh, see that year, <laughs> Blackburn and Wigan overspent their money. With the following year, it was announced that Blackburn and Wigan had overspent, and we we see the see that season we finished third. We finished something on 89 points. Sheffield United won the league, I think, the year or two before, and finished on eighty-seven points and won the title. Yeah. That's how mm-hmm. that's, that's how like that's how well we did. Like we were real. we were top we were top at Christmas, and then I think between Wigan and Blackburn, they spent something like six million in January, and we didn't spend anything. And no, we um, didn't have a pot to piss in. No, no, and and we didn't we didn't stand a chance against that. No, that's that's the thing. See, that's 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 it. Like, see if you're going to be a team like Shrewsbury, like and a, a small club. You need to have a bit of luck, and I think when and or and money uh, or something behind you. And I think January we just ruined it. Like, see if we'd signed well. That's what what's what. When you look back at it, Paul Hurst let himself down with not signing players or you know, going back now. But that 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 January sort of killed it because if we had signed players in the right positions, I think we would have got at least second. Um, but I, it was what, what a dream see. What a dream season it was still. Like, you know. That story just reminds us, it's very similar to what happened with Ipswich in like 2015, 2014-15 um, season, where we were first, second, first, second. Um, and then if we had just spent a bit of money and got a striker in in, in January because we had a few injuries, but we got that striker, we'd have carried on the momentum. We finished third um, and then we, we, we didn't even get to the final at Wembley anyway. So Was that in the Championship, yeah. was it, Cully? That was yeah. in the Championship. Yeah. So that was our last kind of chance. And... You know, we got relegated from to from the Premier League back in two thousand one, 
Yeah. And then we've been now in League One for three three seasons now, going into our fourth. So, you know, we 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 are dreaming as Ipswich fans that you know five years maybe we could do. It. I mean, you look at Wolves. Wolves is a good model to look at. Leicester, you know, these were teams that were in League One not so long ago. Got the yeah. the, the investment behind them. Um, and and you do hope that yeah we can do it. Um, stuff like we've had Ed Sheeran involved with the club as well. Like he sponsored the, on the shirt and all the rest of it. He's a big fan. He's at the games. Um, so that there's kind of a, a big appeal and it's a big expectation. It's just now about how we deliver on the pitch. But I think both of our for both of our clubs, that what's what's important is we both find some strikers. Yeah, I think there's so yeah, many you know, clubs you know what, now. Isn't you know there in League One? Yeah. Uh, what I, what I like most about both clubs though is obviously you'll, you'll be it's, it's a bit it's a lot bigger. But I, I like what you do. Um, you know, it switch with the the town talk and all that before games. Martin, Martin and Lambert and Crunch and all the rest and all the other fans that get involved. And I, I went on one one of the shows last year and I, I just thought, like, I, I just watch it, like, myself as a neutral. Mm. I think it's brilliant. Uh, but I just think Shrewsbury as well, there's, um, even though it's a smaller scale, but we've there's there's good uh, good community feel around the club, especially with Ipswich these days. It seems to be a, a real buzz. And that's what I think all... I think that's what you need to carry the momentum into next season. So it's not just all about what's on the football field as well. It's about feeling good off it and eventually like it all comes together. If the players can feel the buzz on the outside with the fans and, and the build up of everything and in the media, you know, if you can get on a good start next season, you know, that that's that that's a good sort of way to go, like, you know. I think oh, there's yeah. something to be said about um uh, the community I mean it was actually our community day on Saturday, funnily enough. And um what you've been saying about the community stuff that you guys have been doing as well at Ipswich, there's, there's definitely something to be said for a town club. Um, you know, yeah. you don't see so much um, so much of that. I might be wrong. Um, in a city club, it gets condensed a lot, especially in cities where they're, they're more than a um, you know a, a one club city. Um, so I, I think you know the town clubs they they really do buy into the community stuff, and um, and it's definitely telling, isn't it? I was looking at the uh, fan zone that we have. You know, like. Before the match, you know, it's usually when the weather's nice, especially it's always packed, you know. And there's more and more for clubs in the league one actually doing fan zones and things like that, like bowls mm. one up now, you know. And I think, we, well, we're gonna have a bit of a, a bad one, it's like a pork pie and a pork pie dancing around a, a butty van, but you know, <laughs> there's, there's more and more of that happening. And you think, like, well, why hasn't it been happening for a long while? Because that's just instead of people going drinking in the pub. Yeah, they can come an hour, hour or two early, early at the ground, and then the club provides all the amenities, and the club gets the money out of it. And you're thinking like, well, it's rocket science when you think about it, you know. But, but it's, it's only community. No, and, so and it's it about bringing young people in as well. You know, absolutely. We've actually sold out, so we got like season tickets and the memberships, and for the babbies and kids, I've got something um, called like a junior blues. They've sold out of the junior blues, so that's like sold out of um, how many memberships they do. Um, for next season, so it, it and and what Ipswich reintroduced with the new ownership was the community trust. So like the community trust, you've got like ex players like Matt Holland involved, current players like uh, Connor Chaplin, um, the woman uh, woman striker uh, Natasha Thomas, who scored like over hundred goals for us. Wow. Um, so and then you've got some other like commercial people and stuff like that as well. But they're all involved um, with the community trust. Even like our social media guys, I think Dan Palfrey is involved or, or Jacob's involved um, with it. And it brings the community together through that like crunch. So you talked about like Talking Town, which is just like one pod, 
pod or content platform. You've got Blue Monday as well, who's been going for about five, six years. Um, you've got kind of Kings of Anglia as well, which is like the, the guys from the um, the local paper. And then you've got Ross, who's an Ipswich fan, who's part of that group as well, who does his kind of Kings of Anglia socials and all the rest of it and like game day reactions. Um, you've got like Alex Griffin as well. Um, you've got loads of you got and you got loads of these kind of different uh, four or five different pods and, and content. Even I saw there's a young guy Taylor. I've forgotten his name now, Stephen. Uh, yeah, Taylor Paul is a young. So he's only like he's got up and coming, 12, 13 years old. He's documenting this stuff. He interviews really well. He um, so like for a young kid that age, I remember I couldn't string a couple of sentences together. But that's because I'm a yam yam, probably right. But um, <laughs> um, you said it. <laughs> but like, there's a there's like he, he looks really good in terms of how he's conducting himself, and you think there's so much content coming out, and like nowadays online, especially as we saw with COVID and all the rest of it, and we got kind of used to, you know, kind of accessing our football differently in terms of not just the games, but the experience in terms of people, more people will get jumping on things like Twitter and. and, and and things like, you know, these podcasts and YouTube and stuff like that. It was that community engagement. Crunching that, they've had, um, like, and Martin, they've had, like, James Norwood on there. They've had um, uh, kind of Chaplin on there as well. Um, the Blue Monday guys, they've had people like Mark Ashton, so our CEO on there. Um, they've had, you know, we've had the American owners on there as well. So it's all accessibility. And for an Ipswich fan... We feel so connected to our club. I, I live now in Coventry, so I live about 125 miles from Portman Road. But I feel so connected to my club, the most connected I've felt to my club in a long, long time. And yeah. Rob, you're spot on when you say about those towns. And it does kind of, it's not just about the locality, but it's about when it's a town, you have this community kind of feel. Yeah. Um, and I, I do get that kind of buzz with Shrewsbury. Like when we're walking around, like I said, my pal lives in Shrewsbury now. So afterwards, we went out for a bite to eat. Um, shout out Istanbul barbecue place in town. That was br brilliant. Um, um, but, you know, there's lots of people there and they're all Shrewsbury fans and all the rest of it. We're talking about the football and everyone there, you talk about, yeah, you know, we're quite happy with our season, all the rest of it. And, you know, it's, you, you feel kind of proud of your club and you feel more like you're, you're excited and happy to go to the game rather than obliged to go to the game, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I thought before the game as well, um, in the fan zone, there were, I don't know if you went round there, uh, mate, but... Um, I got there they, late, mate, so I... I there I were a lot of Ipswich there. fans in there and everyone was mingling, chatting. There was no trouble. It was just it was just good to see. Do you know what I mean? The sun was out. Everyone was just chatting about football, having a beer, having a pie, whatever. And um, that's what it's all about, mate. I think yeah. like what Kyle was saying as well, I think some of the players, you know, current players and past players are buying into this uh, Zoom onto social media podcasts and things like that. Now, we just had one with uh, uh, Martin Rouser not, not so long back on Talking Town. You know, mm. I'd have never dreamed about seeing him on a podcast. You know what I mean? But it was absolutely, it was a wonderful experience. We've had... We've had that. You talk about Marcus Stewart. He's been on there. All these kind of players. Yeah. You know, you were talking earlier, Martin, about Toto, and I, I'm deadly serious when I say we'll have the conversation. I'm, and I'm 99% sure that he will jump on and do and happily oblige to it. You know, he he talked. He's very fond of his time at Shrewsbury, right? Certainly, every time I've talked to him about it, um, so he's talked very highly of the time at Shrewsbury. So I don't see why he wouldn't do that. Ten, fifteen years ago, you weren't getting that access to people. No chance. Um, and and they do buy into it. Is that kind of community feel, isn't it? No, no, yeah. definitely. And, and and you know, appreciate you doing that. I mean, we we I had Darren Moss on, who was a, a favourite um, while back, and I've had Kathy Jameson, the director for Kilmarnock. Uh, who helped me do the fundraising or 
gathering ideas. And it's amazing. I was saying to my wife, I was like, I said, it's amazing how you can just message a director of the football club now and, and they get engage with you and help you. And it's like, you know, usually it's a bit, it's a bit like, it's a bit like when the big boss comes in from work and so sort of, you kind of speak to them, like, you know, but mm. whereas, you know, you'd think that would be the same when you're sort of at the football club. It's not, it's about, like say, that community feel base and I'm, I'm, I'm in a different country. I'm in Scotland and I used to be a season ticket all these to go home and away for years. And then I decided to move up North, miss the club, come down and still watch them. But it's very far and few between now, but Kilmarnock, like I remember people used to say to me, so who's your big team? Is it Rangers or Celtic? And I say this every time, and I'm like, it's Kilmarnock. What? Mm. Yeah, but who's your big team? And I'm like, well, it's Kilmarnock. You know, it's Rangers or Celtic. It's nothing to me. I don't live in Glasgow. I live in Kilmarnock. I've got a <laughs> five-year-old who's who's now who's born in Kilmarnock. She goes to the games with me. I'm, you know, I, I feel as much about Kilmarnock as I do about Shrewsbury. We got relegated from the Premier League last year. I brought into the Killy Trust. Um, I thought I wanted to give some back and. And obviously doing this as well is is part of that as you know as well as Shrewsbury. But it's um I remember going to the first game after lockdown, my daughter, and you know, she was so excited to go. She was like buzzing. She's like, Oh, there's the ground. Every time we drove past it during lockdown, she's like, Oh, when can we go back? And because she was only about three at the time, but she remembered it. She's like, you know, she's more engaged into it now. She plays football now, she goes to these things on a Friday. But it's not just that. We went out to the ground the very first game back and what struck me was we got relegated and you think there'd be that doom and gloom, but ah, there's was, there was more positivity. And you have the hexagon outside for the kids to have a kick about. You know, the stewards would stop by and chat to the daughter and go, how are you? You know, it was just such a friendly feel. And it's the same as Shrewsbury. I get that feeling as well, being so far away and disconnected. But I don't, you know, you feel as though you are, but you're not because there's so much content out there. And you, you just can't get enough of it these days. And it's not just with your own club. It's like you say yourself, your club. There's other clubs out there that do stuff. I mean, Jill's in the blood. You know, there's lots of clubs that are out there that do lots of stuff. AFC Wimbledon have got a great thing going. And I just think it's important and because, for me, during lockdown, a lot of people would probably say the same to you. Oh, it's only football, though. You know, there's more going on in the world. You know, it's only football. But... You can have a guy who's lost his wife five years ago and every Saturday his routine was going up on a Saturday, meeting his mates for a pint in the pub um, and, and, you know, basically going for a, going for a drink. Uh, and, and that was lost. Oh, so, dumb. Stephen, you've got to agree, that's a sort of like oh, yeah. more, than, think, more than just football. I think a lot of owners and a lot of a lot of management and things like that, like we have uh, fans forums now where fans can go and talk to the club club's ownership and CEO or manager. And I think they've realised after lockdown the value of engagement. And I think a lot more owners and a lot more managers and players are doing that and they're going, well, let's reach out. You know, we've just had two years where fans couldn't 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 get involved. So they were doing it themselves. And they saw how people was like starting up podcasts, like you said yourself, you started up this one. And people were doing all these things. And I think the ownership and managers have realized that now and thought well this is actually a way to get our message out it's a way to talk to fans it's a way to engage with fans not just with you know like i said with fans forums or press releases or you know i follow or whatever it's a way to get, actually talk to the fans and fans respect that I, I really think they don't and more of it will happen and i'm sure pods will get bigger and bigger and they'll come more 
part of the media landscape rather than just like you know the normal legacy media as people might say Aye. no most definitely well uh Callie's just message says phone's died so he might come back but we're going to wrap up shortly oh, he anyway. is back i think if, if, can you let him in yeah <coughs> don't know if he's back yet oh i think he might be back oh there he is yeah he's in <laughs> There yeah, we sorry go. about that. My other phone died, but I quickly turned on the work phone already because I could see it dropped drop down to fifteen percent, and then it just died all the way. So we it's, just quick uh, switch. You know what? It's you know what? It's, 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 it goes to it goes to say I, I was going to keep it to forty-five minutes, fifty minutes tops, or an hour, but it goes to say that when you when you can just talk like this and gab, you know, it, it's good in a way because it just means that uh, you know, you, honestly, you two have been great to talk to. One of the best we've had actually, to be fair. Um, We'll have to do it again game. next season anyway, and maybe do it over a pint in the pub in person or something. Oh, so I, I'll get... be coming down for that. You know, but it's just what I was saying. I, did, I, was, I was talking about like, the great feeling in Kilmarnock, but even when I came down to Shrewsbury, um, such a proud moment. We played MK Dons at home, and I got to feel the fans' own feel of it because I'd never had it before because it's only a sort of new thing. Mm. And the, like, Lenny the Lion came in. My, my five-year-old was like buzzing. She was absolutely... Like it was like absolutely amazing. Went in the club shop, got her a, a you know the, the bear and that, got her a shirt. Absolutely loved it. And then we won one nil, kept our first clean sheet of the season. So oh, it was like I, I need to bring her down every time. Like, but <laughs> it, you know, it didn't it didn't matter if we got pumped five nil. Like the fact that she had a smile on her face. Like honestly, I brought a tear to my eye. Like because. Uh, in my, you know, I was choking like, and that sounds a bit daft, but you know, you see when you see a five-year-old enjoying it, it's not like you're forcing it. it it's 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 just true. It's like it's real. Well, that's what yeah. you want. That's what and I mean. It's not, it's not. Sorry. Cool. I'm just gonna say, and it's not like you see the babies and kids nowadays, and <clears throat> even the younger ones when about ten, twelve, or whatever. And it's like <clears throat> United, Cities, Liverpool's, all these kind of bigger clubs or whatever. But no, it's good when they they buy into their local club or you know. Uh, a kind of club that's important to him or whatever so it's good I, I, I love it but your daughter's banned from coming to the Ipswich game <laughs> um, so look well, I, you know I will get her some Peppa Pig stuff if she's into that she can go to cinema <laughs> do whatever she needs to do no problem but she's not she, coming she, to the football she, that she, you know what I'll send her and the wife I'll leave them in Scotland they can go to a Kilmarnock game um, hopefully they'll be playing Celtic or Rangers that day and, you know, they can beat them <laughs> and I'll happily come down for Ipswich and that. But you know what? I, it's one of these ones, right, because I live where I live, Ipswich hasn't... I, I remember Ipswich when you beat us 3-0 uh, and yeah. James Norwood scored a couple of And um, Sean Worley, funnily enough, got sent off in that game. And um, yeah, I remember that. I was at that game. I was at, yeah. the, I was at the opposite end. Well, and actually, I was at a you... wedding. So I oh, right. And then oh. the 2-1... Well, obviously, wasn't ideal this year, and I can't remember. Was there another one? Was that the? Was that the only two? Um, we yeah, played you three think, times now at home. Um, last, yeah, I can't the last year was, was lockdown. And 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 in pure fact is, I used to go to see when I was younger. I used to go to Ipswich on holiday. I used to start uh, staying Felixstowe and all that. So I used. I have very fond memories of Ipswich, and obviously being born there. Um, so it's one of the grounds I want to do. For the pure fact I was born there, but also because of the Bobby Robson statue outside, and just because it's obviously an iconic ground to go to, so I want to tick that off. So next season, or you know, it's going to be one I'll be looking at a date for and arranging anyway. So it's probably I'll gonna tell have you to what, Martin, come down here on the Friday, and then we'll travel down on the Saturday morning. Sounds good to me. Whatever, I'll see you, whatever, I'll see you at the M6. 
I'll see you on the M6 A14. I'll fly down. Like, where's the nearest airport to Ipswich? Stansted, probably, maybe. It, 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 or it Norwich. Looks, it'll look a, bit di- little, look a little bit different next season. Grant Holt Town. <laughs> we don't we don't say that name. We're just we're enjoying this. Hey, Grant Hall <laughs> hey, was a legend for a year. Amazing, year, but... amazing. Yeah, well, he's a knob to us. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, um, it's, it's yeah, it's it's one of those, isn't it? Like, it's know. a bit like it's a bit like if you mentioned a Wrexham player as well, you know. So yeah, I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's all. I, I hope Wrexham don't go off. I just hope Stockport absolutely just keep flying and then Wrexham crash. You know, you know what, mate? I, I can't believe they they must have paid the ref in the last two games. I mean, Dover 6-5, that. that's mental, man. Imagine, imagine being 5-2 yeah. up away from home, losing 6-5 and having to go all the way home to Dover. Oh, I'd that's love, a bloody trick. Dover would have been happy they scored five goals. I think that's probably... They've never done that. <laughs> I mean, they, they probably... They probably all season. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> the only reason well, that expects them not to go up is the simple fact is it's everybody expects them to go up. I know. You know, I know. All this American money in from these, like, you know, and from these like two actors, and they're like, you know, being an actor doesn't always get you everything. You know what I mean? And it would be wonderful just for them to not go. But that's how they're getting all these bloody decisions. They're acting on the pitch now, aren't they? <laughs> so they're, they're, they're selling he's, the referee all these decisions. I was going to say that. <laughs> he's beat me great to mind, it. Great minds, mate. <laughs> he's beat me to it. Hey, you know what, mate? Um, what we're going to do is we're going to quickly go into um, the doubleheader weekend. We're just going to sort of. Nothing really much to say because, like I said, they're dead robbers. We're just going to do some predictions on them, really, and just also, um, we're going to we're going to ask. I'm going to. I want you to uh, to name your best Ipswich team as well, and then we'll finish on that. What current so, season or all time? No, all time since being an Ipswich fan. So I guess because you know I, I'm I'm intrigued on this one because there have been some names flown about already. So I'm um, I'm intrigued on this one because there's some good ones. But um, I've actually done my one, so I, I come I've, I'm prepared for this. <laughs> I've been prepared, but I know the team that I know the team that I was going to pick. Good. That's that's all right. Well, what we'll do is we'll we'll do I that in a minute. Exactly every player off the top. I could name most of them, but not everyone. Right, we'll, we'll do we'll do that. We'll save that for the very last one. Because um, we did it last week with MK Dons, which was good. Because um, he didn't have much to choose from. You know, the history is a bit smaller. Um, so, <laughs> Vinnie uh, Jones. Oh, no. Sorry. Can't say Vinnie Jones. <laughs> what he, he, we did say he, that. He had Dean Lewington in there, but I was like, he played for the old one as well, didn't he? He's older <laughs> than the club. <laughs> but, and um, um, we, yeah, we so, predicted so, uh, the MK Dons um, results last weekend as well. And I had one all, didn't I? Wimbledon. I, I actually had 1 0 to Wimbledon, and, he, and I said Cosgrove was going to get the winner. Because um, he's, he's on the owner then. <laughs> um, right. Anyway, we we we'll go with ours first. We've got Sunderland away, and then we've got Doncaster <laughs> at home. So I'm expecting us uh, to get at least three points. Um, I, I I'm going to go for a one-all draw at Sunderland. I reckon we'll give them a good game. Sunderland can be a bit dodgy um, themselves, and they don't do well at home when they're playing lesser teams. So I fancy to go there and get a draw, and then Doncaster. They have been better recently and they did beat us 1-0. So it's one of them games where it could either be a, a close one or not, but I expect us to probably go for a 2-0 win on that one. So that's my predictions. Rob? Um, I'm going to go for two one-all draws. What? Two one-all draws. One-all draw at Doncaster. Get out, get out of here, get out. Mate, honestly, honestly. That's shocking. Uh, <laughs> we played Doncaster twice. You, you, you will beat Doncaster. We've played them twice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, well we, we lost we one 0 but we were shit then. Uh, yeah, and um, if you play like how we, if you play, if you play in the same sort of team that you did like when we seen you play, um, the way the style of play you're gonna play, where it's a bit of long balls chasing them, bit of hold up play and all the rest of it, you'll get your chances and you should beat them comfortably. Now, Daniel Udo is gonna score a double in that game, and then. I'm going to go for Flanagan to score against his old team just to stick it up at him. That would be good. Hey, I'll tell you what, you're all, you're all laughing at me now, but when we draw one all on Monday, I'll be coming back to you. Like, I won't be laughing. I'll be fucking crying. I'll be, I'll be fucking raging. I'll be crying. Um, so, so, who are you two? Who has who who Ipswich got then on the doubleheader? This, so, our double, yeah, so, our doubleheaders have actually moved away from bank holidays, which <laughs> most fans are a bit annoyed at. For me, it actually works perfectly because now... I get to spend the time with the missus and so I'll get in the good books there and we can do something there and, and I can go to the football. So, yeah, oh, this is you, good. You can bank the points. <laughs> exactly. Football Did you move the pictures? Was it, yeah, no, you co- do all the scouting and all that and you move the pictures? <laughs> yeah, I really got like, hey, mate, just, man, I'll be funny, right? My wife has been banging on at me all year. If I had that much influence, yeah, Andy Holt wouldn't would be a bloody <laughs> owner in the club anymore. <laughs> right? I do not like that guy. Um, we, so we got, yeah, Rotherham, we're on Sky Sports, actually our first game uh, of the season on Sky, and that's a 12.30 kickoff, so it's an earlier kickoff. Um, I'm, I don't know which way it's going to go around, so we've got them on the on the Saturday, then we've got Wigan at home on Tuesday. Oof, I, th- I, my heart says four points out of them. I, I think the reality is it'll probably get two points. Um, I'd be very annoyed if we lose any of them. I don't think we should lose them. Rotherham's going to be a trickier game because obviously they're having a bit of a blip and they're, they're playing on Tuesday uh, tomorrow, aren't they? Um, and then they're playing us as well. So they're, they're, they're a couple of games. They're, they're chasing second place at the moment. Um, and they're the only team, like I said, that when we sent them play at Portman Road, they were just another level. But that was against the Paul Cook team. We have got McKenna now, different style of play. Um, so I'm hopeful, you know, Charlton beat them. I'm hopeful we can kind of get at least a point, hopefully three, and then a point against Wigan at home. I think I don't think we'll beat Wigan at home. We we've humbled Rotherham anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Rotherham's only for small teams, isn't it? <laughs> Rotherham slide. No, I said start of Rotherham slide down the table. First to second. George, as an actual fact, George, it was a George Nurse show uh, in the nil-nil game. That actually started the slide, so it's all about George Nurse, and we should just call this uh, podcast the, not um, Deal or No Deal. It should be just called the George Nurse. It'll be called um, uh, where George Nurse was before he signed for Ipswich. Bristol City. <laughs> 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 well, well, George he, Nurse pre-Ipswich years. <laughs> you know what, right? I, I, he's going to do his favourite one to eleven, and George Nurse is going to be on the bench, re- ready to come on. <laughs> <laughs> I would have him there, um, but he's not signed yet, so I can't. <laughs> but if, you, if, if we do the pod next year, maybe 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 next year he'll be he'll be in the team. Um, right. So so on that then, um, who wants to go first for the favourite uh, one to eleven Ipswich? Who's going? Do you want me to go first, Beep? I can just wait the real line off. I've got my go on go on line map because I'm ancient me, so I go back quite a long way. My first match was 1977 against Arsenal. We lost 3 0 at Portman Road. That was 10 years before I was born. Jesus. <laughs> I'm old. I'm old. I'm old. For me, probably the best, well, the be- best match I saw. I didn't see it live. I saw it on telly because up, up in the northwest, it was. Black and white, was it? 
No, no, we had a colour tie. That was the final of the UEFA Cup first leg against AZ. And we won 3 0. Uh, team that night was Paul Cooper and goal, Mitt Mills, McCall, then you had Tyson, Als, Osman, Butcher, Walk, Muran, Mariner, Alan Brazil, Eric Getz. John Walk, what a player he was! Some player, that was I a remember. Win, and it was a quality result. Uh, goal from Walk, Tyson, and Mariner. I remember rightly, Mariner's with a header, I think, but. Colin will question me on that if I'm wrong. What? Where's Where's your Where's your uh, Where's your Craig Forrest goalkeeper in there for after that? Oh, he's, oh, he's named his listen, best eleven. Oh, there, like, the, the, the monkey hanger. First of all, first of all, that was should have been eight nil. Paul's Paul Ince's goal was offside. It should have never been nine, right? And now any time any time a Premier League team goes up five nil in the half in first half, just go on Ipswich and you'll see or, or on Twitter and you'll see a hashtag. Three, the Ipswich nine. Every Ipswich fan is saying someone scored ten nil. Since then we've had Leicester scored two nine. Yeah, and I think someone else. There's been two nine nil results now. I think United did. Another one. They beat Leicester nine nil, didn't they? Yeah, and then Southampton. Yeah, so there's been been three of them, but we're still joint for that. So I need someone to to beat someone ten nil. Back in Um, '92, we played United and we beat them six nil. And Gary Bailey saved three penalties that day. Well, this goes on. Should have been 10 nil easily. So this goes on to, to, to so for my 11, my 11 isn't from a specific team, it's from you know just different era players. But I've gone for a four, a kind of four, two, three, one formation, if you like. Um, and I've gone with my goalkeeper, it is Richard Wright. He was an academy product, he was quality Brilliant. for us when we went up. He went, to, he had a deal actually in his uh, contract because he was an Arsenal fan that if Arsenal put a bid in for a certain amount, it would be accepted. So when they did, obviously, he just went there and, and warmed the bench. And a lot of play, with which you'll see a lot of uh, players in this team where have gone on to other clubs and not really progressed. But for Ipswich, they were phenomenal. So Richard Wright for me, yeah, he, he was there. Um, my right back, um, we talked about Man United earlier. I remember when we played in our first season in the Premier League back in 2000, um, we are opening a home game. One of our first home games was against Man United at home. And we drew 1-1 and Fabian Vilness, our right back, scored a rocket off a kind of goal from 30 yards. That's Alex fair. Ferguson, yeah, um, uh, Alex Ferguson commented how we, how we fe- felt there was like 45,000 there, not like 30,000 or whatever because the, the, you know, the stadium was rocking. But he was such a quality right back, you know. The kind of things before we had right wing backs and stuff like that, he was getting up and down the pitch, whipping in crosses, not afraid to shoot as well. Um. My two centre-backs, I've gone with... So, one is Titus Bramble. Um, I thought he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal for us. Um, he broke through early. Obviously, like I said, gone on, didn't really didn't really set the world alight after he kind of left, left Ipswich. But for Ipswich, he was absolutely phenomenal. There's a, there's a goal you can look up on YouTube if you see. I think it was against Southampton where he just breaks up the play at the edge of our box, plays a couple of one-twos, and before you know it, He's, he's, he's going down on the goalie on the opposite end and puts it away. So, he's, you know, it's one of his greatest goals where he's just taken on, you know, the, run the whole pitch with the ball with a couple of one-twos and he's ended it in the back of the net. And, yeah, phenomenal. Um, my other centre-back's Tony Mowbray. Um, so, he was he was a good quality um, uh, player for us. Um, George Burley got him down to sign for us. And 
you know, uh, in the in the playoff final, he scored a great header, uh, kind because of, we were one nil down in the playoff final, and that header kind of that that header was a typical kind of Mowbray moment in terms of he was the person that would kind of jeer, come on lads, you know, we need to pull our socks up, let's get on with it, and that, that kind Barnsley of did that. Or what that was Barnsley, Barnsley, yeah, yeah we beat him four one in the end. Um, then um, for for my left back, it was a toss up, but. Uh, between um, there's actually George three Nurse. of them. Well, yeah. George, <laughs> if you ask me next year, it's going to be George Ness. But there's three of them, so three quality <laughs> ones. You had uh, Mauricio Tarikio, um, who was quality for us. Went only played for about a season and a half, two seasons. Then went to Tottenham, did really well there. Uh, Jamie Clappen, who was absolutely phenomenal. Oh, um, and then um, and then like Tyrone Mings and Aaron Creswell. Um, but Tyrone Mings and Aaron Creswell weren't as they were good quality players for us, but they were younger. So for me, it was Jamie Clapham. He, he, him again, whipping in balls, great free kick taker, um, got chipped in with the goals as well and defensively very solid. So he was kind of my left back. Um, my two in midfield, anyone from my era will tell you who it's going to be. It's going to be super Matt Holland, who it's his actually birthday today. So Matt Holland is 48, even though he birthday? still looks eight. He still only looks 18. <laughs> Um, I, I need you to get the his old voice. haircut still, you know, the same old haircut. Oh, same haircut, everything. Still, uh, he still can't grow a beard, I don't think, but like, he's still got the baby face. I need his moisturizing routine or something, right? Um, but <laughs> Jamie he's, Redknapp's yeah. friend, it must be. Well, Jamie Redknapp's moisturizing routine involves needles and Botox, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> but then next to him um, in the midfield, and they played together so many games together, and this is part of our success in recent times with Jim Magilton. He was just not, not the quickest player, but quick feet. Um, that same year, we went off to get uh, year, went up uh, in the, from um, the, into the Premier League. We played Bolton in the semi-finals. Jim Magilton tore him apart at, at Portman Road. Um, he's just phenomenal, great dead ball, and he was a captain as well, just like just like Matt Holland. So when Matt Holland left, he was a natural choice as well. But they they were vocal leaders, and again, they got people to raise their game. Um, so my uh, my kind of right winger, I've gone with um, my all-time favourite Ipswich player, which is Kieran Dyer. Um, 17 years old, burst onto the scene, played about 50-odd games for us in his first season, um, just consist because uh, he had cup competitions and shit like that. And that includes, obviously, the um, pre-season friendlies. I actually remember he scored a goal. Um, you can have a look at this. He scored a goal where we beat, I think it was Watford, away. And at the time, he actually broken his leg. Um, and they ended up scoring the goal. And at half time, people that were at the game will tell you they remember a Tannoy announcement saying, Can Kieran's mum come to uh, reception, please? Because <laughs> he needed to go to hospital or something. But yeah, um, again, you know, he did well at Newcastle. He's talked quite openly about his career, um, could have gone on to bigger and better things. But again, maybe, you know, the focus or whatever. But for Ipswich, he was absolutely phenomenal. Um, left winger, it's got. Um, there's only one person for me, Martin Royster. Um, oh, wow, what a I'm glad you mentioned them. Like, yeah, dead ball specialist. Um, any Ipswich fan from my era will tell you the kind of biggest, you know, when you hear match of the day, they think it's all over. It is now. For us, it's the Royster Premiership when he scores that fourth goal in in, in, um, in the playoff final. Um, phenomenal player. He, 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 he just made things look so easy. Um, he's just so cool and suave with it as well. And we all tried growing the curtains and all the rest of it that he had as well. None of us, none of us could rock it like him. But yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> Steve he, still got the curtains. He used to um, curl a ball into a top bin. 
Like, I mean, yeah. I remember a couple of goals he scored in the Premier League and they were top draw. He'd pick the ball up outside the box and he would just whip it in. It's like, I mean... Yeah, it's like, a, like, do you remember Pedersen for Blackburn? It was very similar. Yeah. Uh, and it was just, he was just a magician. Um, and then my number 10. So for my number 10 role, I've gone to, uh, you know... Mr. Marcus Stewart, I've not put him in the striker role, and I'll tell you why in a second, but he's, he was phenomenal. Um, and he did his link-up play was great. You look at the goal he scored at Anfield when we beat Liverpool in our, in our debut season, 1-0 at home, and he just dances around the players. He was in the right place at the right time. You know, header, left foot, right foot. He made scoring look easy. Um, again, that Bolton season, that Bolton away game. So the playoff, obviously, we played Bolton in the playoff semi-finals. The first leg, it was Jim Magilton's game. He's tearing them apart. The second leg, we go down, and then Marcus Stewart. It becomes a Marcus Stewart show, and he becomes scores some phenomenal goals. And yeah, he gets us to Wembley as well. Um, but yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal player. And I think, if I'm correct, in that season, he was the top goal scorer. Or joint top goal scorer uh, at least. 19 anyway. goals, I think, didn't he get in yeah. the Premier League? Like. And we finished fifth and qualified for Europe. Uh, so, you know, it was brilliant. And up front, you know, I, I love this guy. He was absolutely brilliant. Again, I'm probably saying it because he was Academy product, but it was Darren Bent. Um, uh, he was just brilliant. He used to just make, again, he was so young. I remember seeing his first goal. So when we got relegated the following season, we're playing Middlesbrough at home and the corner comes in. He loses Paul Ince, who, who used to play for Middlesbrough. He loses him, makes a good movement, doesn't really connect. And I think it goes off his thigh or something and then goes into the back of the net. But that got him off. And then all the, after that, he was just scoring for fun in the next, in, like in the leagues below in the championship for us. It was phenomenal. Between him, Shevki Kucci, I could have put anyone there. We had like Pablo Cunago as well. He was phenomenal. Um, but yeah, that's my kind of uh, Ipswich 1-11. to and my manager would probably be George Burley just because he's been the kind of best manager that I've seen. There's some good, good, there's a very good team. I remember watching it, which I could say, much the day. And, um, but there was some, there was one or two players I thought you were going to mention. I think, uh, I, don't, I can't remember if it was a bit earlier than that. Um, was it Damien Johnson up front for you? David Johnson, yeah. David he was Johnson. very good. I thought he was a half decent player. For he, you, was, he, he was good. And again, it would have been a kind of him or, or Darren Bent up front. But uh, I. David Johnson kind of he, he joined in about ninety eight. Um, Did he get he injured? Left. At, though, he got injured on the bad. final. He got injured on the final uh, in at Wembley. He got injured. Come off. His son that. actually is tearing it up at the moment. So his yeah, son is Forrest, Bren, Brennan yeah, Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that his son? Yeah, he was on he was on loan at Lincoln last year, if you remember. He's um, played for Wales as well. I didn't yeah. realize. The, I didn't realize the connection though. You look at him. Yeah, And he looks just. He plays just like his dad. He does. He does. He does. Things on that his dad would take on, you know, you know exactly who he's learned that. You know, they've yeah. been in that garden practicing that day in day out. You know, he was a good goal scorer. I mean, he's again blessed. Uh, with he, him. Uh, see Clapham as well. He reminded yeah. me because I did a, um, I had a, oh, what do you call it, a goalkeeper that plays a command at the women's team, and she was on and her, um, her last her city team's Leicester and. She mentioned like Steve Goppy and that, and wasn't in her team. But Steve Goppy reminded me of Jamie Clapham in a sort of way, maybe a more mm. defensive player, but same sort of like whip, mm. whip a ball like on the left foot. Um, yeah, it's a good team. I, you know what? I love your passion, both of you, for Ipswich. And it's great because even though you're in a League One now and you know, you, you're there, you're there, you're there for a reason, but you know, mm. it's great to talk and listen back about like 
you know, better years as well. And you know, that's the beauty of being a um a, a team like like not your everyday Liverpool fans or your Arsenal's or whatever, you know, you, you know, you're going through a transition, but you know, you, the, the good times I'm sure will probably come back eventually. And that's the beauty is I suppose supporting a club like even Shrewsbury, you know, the unexpected is, is the best seasons and that so well, that's but, it. And who, who's to say that, you know, next season, I'll tell you what, it'd be lovely if we finish first, you guys make the, the top six and, and storm into the championship as well. Because it'd be, I, I, you know, genuinely would be nice to maybe, not next season, obviously, we're both in League One, but the season after to have Shrewsbury and Ipswich playing a couple of fixtures in the in the championship. Um, you know, obviously. Wigan, look at them, look at what they've done this season. You look at MK Dons. You know, and I think as Rob rightly said, you know, you're just that creativity away. So, like I said, Amanda Dobra will be on his way. James Norwood will be on his way. <laughs> you send your man down. <laughs> you know what, right? <laughs> if, if it means Toto's coming on here and it means Toto's going to maybe end up back at Shrewsbury, then I think, Rob, we're going to have to seriously think about this offer. There you go. Yeah, let, let me what? sleep on it. I think yeah, well, I'm, I'm not even going to sleep on it. I'm, I'm deadly thinking <laughs> this is a good deal. You know, I mean, Rob, we're going to have to have serious discussions. You know, like obviously we're going to have to come to a joint decision on this one. So we may have to come back with some negotiations. Um, maybe we'll see. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not doing anything until I've seen a contract either. Right, I, <laughs> I think we're all going to have fun when Derby and Wayne Rooney come to turn both clubs. Oh, I. Yeah. Oh, do you reckon right. they'll go down, or do you reckon they'll pull the Great Escape? I don't know. No, I think I you think it's too. I mean, too it's gone, a great job. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what, right? If if anyone was going, I remember Chris Boyd. He's a useless pundit, and he slagged Barnsley off weeks ago, saying they're 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 definitely down. And then Barnsley, the only team that actually realistically looked like they could actually survive. Good. Yeah, Carlton Morris. Um, but mm. I don't know. Good old Carlton. Another ex Norwich player. Let's not ruin it now. We've rather yeah, done, we've done well. Eh? I see it being more more like uh, Derby, Reading, and Peterborough. We'll go down. Right, that's been, well, well, I think I think bottom three next year are definitely coming down. Well, no, Barn, right, Barn, Peterborough are like the West Brom, aren't they? Like yeah, good side in League One. They're just. I mean, we 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 have a great record over Peterborough, and I kind of stand Darren. He's does my head. Yeah. So I, I we bang a few past them next season um, but see the teams coming up it's uh, I hope, hope for sort of personal rivalries I hope Vale come up um, that would be Tramble. good little rivalry for you wouldn't it just a little uh, just a wee bit of a, a rivalry there plus really you know like some Forest easy points the on the board <laughs> yeah Forest Green yeah oh, <laughs> for, oh, Forest Green you can't hide but yeah Forest Green, there'll be uh, you'll have to take your own yeah play some <laughs> lovely stuff Forest Green they'll, they'll be a good addition to League One they are good football inside. I've seen that, so they look yeah, like good football. Yeah. I think they will be. They will surprise a lot of people next season. Mm. I don't, I don't think Rotherham are going up either. I think I think the top. I think we're going to win the title. I think MK Dons are on the great better form at the minute. Even though they blipped at the weekend, I think the momentum and that they're on. I think they'll come second. Uh, Rotherham have got some tough, tough games. A tough running. Um, so I think they'll finish third. And then it's what Plymouth, Sheffield Wednesday, and. I want Sunderland to stay down because um, yeah. I just so um, who's the other team that's outside there? Oxford, Oxford. Wickham, Wickham, Oxford and Wickham. Oxford. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I Oxford, think Oxford, 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 are, Oxford are too far behind. It's, it's going to be. I think the wheels Wickham. are falling off. Uh, uh, the only but, one that I'd be concerned of would be Sheffield Wednesday on the day. I think, I think Sheffield Wednesday are the ones that will win the playoffs. 
Yeah, and if you, look at, um, if you look at Rotherham... I think Rotherham... I think Rotherham will lose the semi-final. That Rotherham, you always get a team that the wheels fall yeah. off in, into the, in, and end up in the playoffs still. But you know they, they were they were like ten points clear at top at one point. I know. And yeah. then flipped. They properly dropped. They, off. They've proper got. I mean, you know, George Nurse that he started all that. And then <laughs> um, <laughs> and and, and uh, I just think that you get another team that has that momentum. And I'd probably say Plymouth have always since when they lost their manager, they sort of fell. They had a few bad results, and then Schumacher's come in and just, you know, like the car itself is just flowing up. Um, yeah. You know, so I, 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 so I do feel as though Plymouth have that momentum. You know, they've got a good, strong defence um, as well, and a, a very good organised side. And yeah, I think I think Plymouth will surprise people, and I think it would be be them or or Wickham to go up. I think Wickham have just got the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the places, I could see a Plymouth or a Wickham Sheffield Wednesday final. You know what I mean? Depending on where they finish place wise, because uh, they play each other. But I'm not sure put Plymouth have got enough to take us someone because we played Plymouth and they played well, but they weren't good enough. You know what I mean? So I don't think if you play them right, you could, they're beatable. Mm. Sheffield Wednesday are very unbeatable. You know, they're mm. very hard to beat. Darren Moore is actually like, uh, I, I don't think he gets enough credit. Like, I know Sheffield Wednesday have come down, they're expected to go back up and everything like that, blah, blah, blah. But A, this league is very competitive. You look at points tallies. Points tally required for the top six now. You know, if you, the points we're on now as Ipswich, we'd have been sixth place uh, in many seasons before. But now it's like, it, there's another, you know, 10, 15 points in the league this year. Um, whereas you know that whole top six is quality teams at the moment, and then you know you're not even including teams like you know ourselves, Portsmouths as well. You know there's a, you know even your Oxfords who are doing okay. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But for me, uh, I don't want MK Dons to go up. I just don't like them. No, I don't. Uh, they're just a, they're just a roundabout. They just want bloody roundabout still, in booking still, in, in Bedfordshire. Big stadium and seven thousand fans in in the championship. We yeah. took we took seven thousand fans there, and we had more fans than them in their own uh, stadium. Well, and it's not going to change in the championship. I'm I'm a, I'm down. I'm heading down to Shropshire. I'm in I'm in Shrewsbury uh, on Thursday and going back up on the Saturday evening. I've got a wedding on Best Man, and one of the lads uh, is an MK Dons fan. Um, <laughs> so I'll be giving them some shit. Don't you worry about that. I'll, I'll remind them about that. I'll be like, I'm going to ask him. He's a, he's a season ticket holder. I'll be like, how many of your fans were there when they played Ipswich? Yeah, ask, ask him. him. I'll <laughs> ask him. I'll wind him. I'll ask him. Yeah. They stopped selling those tickets because we they sold. They said we can't sell you anymore. <laughs> yeah, we can't. Why not? <laughs> Why not? It's plenty of seats. <laughs> it's like just give us twenty thousand. We'll take them. <laughs> Just, we'll take we'll take we'll take the rest of the seats. Don't worry about it. You, you want the money? We'll have it. Come on, we'll park them outside. That was it. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Oh, my, brilliant. Anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to both of you. I, you know what? I can't believe we've been on as long as we have, and I do apologise because I didn't mean it to be this long. Um, That's fine. But it's been super. And Rob, I know you've got a bad neck, so you'll be texting me afterwards. <laughs> but I hope you've enjoyed Trapped it as well. Um, so, and I hope all the listeners out there, obviously, I don't expect you to listen to the whole nearly two hours of it, but um, there's some good bits in it. And um, yeah, I mean, if you hear George Nurse mentioned, then um, that's just because yeah, I was, he's I was such a good to, player, isn't he? I was just about to say, actually, the one thing I have taken from this um, tonight's pod is that I am now George Nurse's second biggest fan. 
<laughs> yes, you are. Just remember, this is the this is the pod that revealed that George Nurse will be joining Ipswich Town. You know what? We're going to be in the summer, right? See if that actually happens. I'm going to like, the, uh, the awards. People are going to be on to you, mate. If, oh, if mate, that yeah. happens, I'll be like, what the hell? What's happened? How did you do that? Yeah, but guess what? Guess what? We got a, a good amount of money for him. We got Norwood. We got... Toto, we've got you know we we've, we're getting some good stuff. Oh, uh, and you know we we've uh, we've got a box of quality streets as well. <laughs> and I'll throw in some celebrations and heroes. Uh you are a, you're a legend, hero. What, what, heroes what? for the two heroes, mate. Heroes <laughs> for your two heroes. There you go. Hey, Callie, it's been great. I, I know I know Callie's like me. You and Rob, you know, just be sort of <laughs> listening. Callie, we'd like to talk. We just I think, you know, just, <laughs> yeah. But no, it's been fantastic, and um, best of luck for the rest of the season of all that's left um, on your ninth place finish. You um, <laughs> hopefully, we'll yeah. finish above seventeenth. Um, nice to meet you, lads. But yes, uh, yeah, good. Nice. I'm sure we'll, we'll have to we'll have to arrange to meet up next year, most definitely. Hundred percent, mate. And my, and my battery is now just fifteen percent, so it's we'll low on juice. We better call it a day then. Brilliant. Yeah, anyway, cheers, lads. You too, cheers, lads. Thanks very See much. Later, guys. See you later. Bye bye. Bye 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 bye.